few more minutes here for people to trickle in for some of the white whale guys to join and uh in the meantime please send the link around to anybody you think this may be pertinent for um like we said in our tweets um myself and uh, like interchain info's role in this really wants to be kind of moderation and just helping with the the general discussion so people who are for against just have questions neutral anything like that uh, we're going to be encouraging you guys to come up on stage and voice that stuff or ask those questions. So hopefully we have a good space here. How's it going, Mr. Sencom? Hello, quick sound check. Can you hear me? Sounds good. Fantastic. How, how, do, how do I sound, actually, by the way? There is a very loud something going on outside my house right you now. You sound very crisp and clear. Oh, beautiful. We'll take it. Cool. Um... We'll give a few more minutes either way, but um, are there some other people from your team coming up on stage, or are you going to be doing most of the talking today? Uh, I think I'm going to be doing most of the talking today, but I um, I invited a lot of people you know, from the whale community and you know, from Raccoon, from Backbone Labs, from Eris, from Ginkgo, you know, everybody who's involved here um, is obviously free to come up on stage and you know, talk his piece about the proposal. And as Timmy um, just said, um, if you want to comment on this, you know, you can do it in our Discord, you can do it on the Commonwealth, you can do it here on stage or in this, you know, Twitter, Twitter thread. Um, this, this space is to answer all questions and, you know, clear up with any confusion there might be or might not be and just evaluate this proposal from all angle, angles. Bingo. Yeah, I feel like um, one thing the interchain as a whole is getting better with, but still has a long way to go. And actually where I see there being potential for almost like a, a set job, maybe, like somebody whose real thing they do in the interchain is go around and help projects with this, but is like how to communicate ideas effectively when we're on the cutting edge of tech and exploring new things. Um, and I've already spoken to a couple people who, um, some for, some against, some neutral about your thing, uh, based on the Commonwealth prop. Uh, but after talking with them a little more, uh, they, they didn't fully understand it. And that in some cases changed their opinion, some didn't. Um, but so I think part of the road to making that communication more efficient is spaces like this, improving the language we use when writing props, all that sort of stuff. So people can talk about divisive issues rather than just pick a side right off the bat. And, and I, I don't mean to even call this divisive. I think this is, uh, whether it passes or fails, I think this is a totally like awesome potential initiative and worth a discussion. So hopefully that's what we'll be having today. Um, I guess to, why don't we just start off, because this is recorded. Um, 
Why don't you just start off with a high-level overview of everything sent? Maybe first um, a couple sentences on what the ride and sale program is, just in general, not specific to Juno, uh, and then a quick overview of how you're looking for Juno to participate in it and join. Yes. I'll turn it over to you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you to me for hosting this, um, this space and being the you know, neutral mediator or, you know, there is no fight, so you're not mediating anything. But you know, you offer the neutral discussion ground, and I, I'd like to thank you for that. Um, that's exactly what I think is one of the strengths of Interchain Info and Spark, and it, it's really nice that we can use your platform to have this neutral discussion here. Um, now back to your question. So, what is right? What is sale? What's that even mean? So, back in the days when when Terra collapsed, um. You know, more than a year ago, we saw, and you know, we we, you know, we had some time to think, and we thought, all right, what can we do? What can we build? And we decided to build cross-chain apps. You know, built really throughout the interchain, and double down on this you know interchain vision. And that it's it's more than a year ago that Whitewell has been you know, you know, a cross-chain protocol. We've been the first for a long, long time. We've been pioneering this in the ecosystem. And we noticed a lot of benefits. You know, you have, if you go cross-chain, you have less, you know, dependency on a single chain. You have more markets, more users, more liquidity. It's just more exciting to build cross-chain than just on a single chain. But we also noticed a lot of issues with building cross-chains or, you know, like, like bumps in the road where it becomes difficult. For example, managing infrastructure across all these different chains and, you know, dealing with the politics on all these different chains. And so we decided, you know, after we've been doing this for almost a year, we decided, hey, why don't we, you know, set up an initiative called Ride the Whale and we help teams, you know, mitigate these issues and build true cross-chain applications. And that's how we birthed the Ride program. And today we have Raccoon, Eris Protocol, Backbone Labs, um, you know, part of that, part of that um, program, and you know, a couple of more in the pipeline, maybe. And what we do is, you know, we try to help these teams on on all, you know, on all levels, from infrastructure to politics to general advisors on you know, tokenomics, on design of the apps. We try to fund these teams building with us. So we, we really try to support them on every level that we can within our limit. And that's very, a very successful program we have. So we built true cross-chain applications. And then we thought, all right, maybe there is a benefit of, you know, offering all that we have, you know, from games, liquid staking, lending markets, NFT markets, DEX, flash loans, arbitrage bots, and so on. If we, you know, bundle that kind like a little bit, and then we approach chains and say, hey, do you want the full NFT and DeFi product suit on your chain? Because really a DEX and flash loans and liquid staking, they are basic building blocks. They are the lowest foundation of applications you have on your chain. And then you, you can build exciting things on top. But what we see now is that 
a lot of chains, they, they come live, they have nothing on their chain, it's a ghost town. And then they start building the same stuff again. They start with a DEX and then maybe some liquid staking and half a year goes by and they still don't have any exciting products. Whereas they can just come to us and say, hey, you know, give us the full flexed product suit of basic DeFi and NFT building blocks so we can build something cool and exciting and useful. And that's where the sale program comes into play. So the sale program builds on the success of the right program and enables you know, blockchains to accelerate their growth by getting the whole product suit, by getting liquidity, by getting access to new users and utility for that token. That's the whole idea of, of what we've been building here. So to summarize it, the right program helps protocols and teams to build true cross-chain applications. And the sale program gives access to blockchains to all these different products and utilities that we can offer. Yeah, I think that summarizes it. Yep. So sale, yeah, two technically different programs, but go absolutely hand in hand, where Ride is kind of collecting and aligning teams building protocols and other tooling to push them to do so multi-chain. And then the sale program is sort of the flip side of it, contacting chains and saying, hey, do you want to be part of our sort of cross-chain ecosystem and benefit from all of the people building within the ride program? Um, awesome. Okay, so that was a good overview there. Now maybe um, quick overview of specifically how this relates to Juno and the request you guys want to make in the prop, what that'll be used for. And let's keep it kind of a quick high level summary and then we'll dig into the details after. Yeah, I mean, Juno is, is the first, one of the first Cosmosm chains in the Cosmos. And a lot of teams, you know, you know started there or built there at one, you know, one point in time. Raccoon is a great example. White Whale, another great example. We've been you know, building our app on Juno for, I think, almost a year. In fact, Juno was the first market we launched together with Terra. We launched them simultaneously. Um, Backbone Labs and Eris are live as well. So th there's a lot of shared history. And we, we believe that Juno could, could benefit you know, from you know, from joining the sale program for a couple of reasons. So first of all, it Juno aligns, you know, if the proposal were to pass, it would align with the builders. You know, we, we support the chain by building a lot of stuff on the chain and the chain supports us back with, for example, strategic liquidity injections. And yeah, I don't want to go too deep into the benefits because there, there's a long list. So you tell me how. Well, yeah, let's let's maybe, we'll dig into that stuff eventually. Let's maybe just go over the specifics of kind of what I have in the diagram above. So as part of joining the sale program, you guys will be quote unquote requesting. It's just kind of a weird word to use there because you're not necessarily gaining ownership of it. But uh, four million Juno from the community pool, correct? Uh, and if correct, maybe break down correct, what that'll be used correct, for correct hopefully my chart above is accurate <laughs> uh, i'll have to take a look but I'm, I'm sure you did a good job i mean we talked about this yes so first yeah. things first this is not a spending prop this is not a grant this is not not an otc deal this is very strictly take some funds from the community pool 
liquid stake half of them, and then pool it on the decks. That's all there is. There is no token leaving Juno. There is no token, you know, leaving the hands of the Juno community. All there is to this proposal is very specifically send 4 million tokens to a, a multi-sig, you know, compromised of, you know, the best and most trustworthy, you know, builders and community members on Juno and not, not necessarily anybody from us. Take these 4 million tokens, take 1 million, liquid stake it on the Ares protocol and take 1 million and liquid stake it on the Backbone Labs Gravedigger protocol. And then with the remaining 2 million Juno tokens, pool it on our decks. That's on, on Juno. Everything happens on Juno. The liquid staking is on Juno. Specifically, specifically those pairings will be with their liquid stake counterparts. Exactly. So 1 million, yeah, 1 million gets liquid staked with Backbone, 1 million gets liquid staked with Eris, and then they each get paired with 1 million Juno in an LP pool. Exactly. On Juno. And that's yep. all that we request. It's really very simple. There's not, no, no hidden cost. That's all there is. But... There are a bunch of benefits to this. And one of the benefits is, first of all, this allows, or in general, this kickstarts economic activity. If you have, have deep, deep TVL on the chain and people can especially get, can get in and out of liquid staking tokens relatively quickly by having, for example, very deep Juno LST pools. This you know, increases economic activity, so on-chain transactions, more users. It also allows us to use the token in lending markets. So Ginku, um, the team is, is here in, in the call as well. They're not yet in the right program, but they're, they're building on, on Megaloo. So in my opinion, that's just a question of, of time. But that team, um, they can then list Juno or the Juno LSTs as a collateral token. So there's a whole you know, set of dependencies of benefits that you get just from injecting a little bit liquidity. You get. And yeah. do you mean do you mean on Migaloo or Juno? Like, does Ginku plan to expand to Juno when they fully join the ride program if all this goes through, or would it be LST collateral on Migaloo or it, Juno it would LST certainly collateral? Certainly, be LST collateral on Migaloo because you know we know they built on Migaloo. I don't know if and maybe have, also. Do I don't that. know if they have plans to build their app cross chain yet. But okay, so here's mm -hmm. the question: Is that sort of is that what is causing them to technically not be part of the ride program yet? Because I assume that's a requirement, right? Everybody who joins the ride program, Backbone, Raccoon, etc., is not like hard required, but it, it's obviously sort of part of the whole thing to mm -hmm. build on any chain joins the sale program. Correct? Yeah, um, that's correct. So that's how it's stated in in the original article um, we published. Um, but I don't think that's, that's holding us back. I, I think the Ginkgo guys, they're just headstone building right now, you know, polishing and you know, applying the final touches. So we built first or they built first, and then we can talk about these, you know, these kind of things. Gotcha. Cool. Quick, uh, just shout out to the audience. A couple extra people have popped in. We're not necessarily waiting for an open mic period or anything like that. If you guys want to weigh in in this discussion at any point in time, just shoot a request. We'll get you up on stage. 
Uh, don't worry about interrupting or anything. I'll just hold off on accepting till we get to a good point. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to resist throwing out pros and cons and myself just because I think uh, that's the community's place to do here. One bit of I guess disclosure in a way, even though it's not even cemented. Uh, one of the reasons we and me personally are trying to be very neutral here is I, Timmy, have offered um, to be on the multisig that would control this. So that just gives me even more of a reason to kind of want to be neutral on the actual decision here, because if I'm involved with it in that capacity, you know, the community should make the decision on if we get to that point. But open mic, everyone come up and chat. Until then, I will attempt to kind of play both sides and maybe do some devil's advocate, some some white whale um, pro and against type things. But uh, yeah, cool. So, so until we get more people up here, I have to do that. Sen, I was going to say real quick, why don't you just, and we can make it super brief, but go through the three, is it three or four right now? Go through the, the projects in the ride program and what exactly they offer. It can be super brief. Sure. But let's, let's make that kind sure, of let, let's, flat. Let's start open. with that and what they bring to the table. So um, obviously White Whale, um, we're part of the Juno, uh, of, the, of the ride group because we founded it. Um, we've been building on Juno for, I think, almost a year. I think we launched in September last year. And we're, white, or we're Juno's premier flash loan provider. And we're also the oldest still actively developed DEX. So Juno Swap was earlier, but they're, they have you know, paved the way for, for Window or Windex. So that, that makes White Whale, um, to, to the best of my knowledge, the oldest DEX on Juno. And once, if, if the proposal were to pass and we were to you know, get the support from the Juno community, we would um, open up an M or Juno pools also on Megaloo and incentivize them. So not with, not with this doesn't have any to, anything to do with the liquidity injection. That one stays strictly on Juno, but we'd also open up the corresponding pools on Megaloo and also incentivize them with our... Um, with our um, liquidity or with our tokens. And we have Backbone Labs, another great, great builder um, in the ecosystem. They've been building through the Terra crash and now through the bear market. And they have a very unique um, twist to their liquid staking token, namely that it combines liquid staking tokens and their yield together with NFTs. So that creates a very vibrant you know, DeFi NFT culture. And if the proposal were to pass, they would integrate Juno into their, you know, NFT Fi, NFT DeFi application. And Eris Protocol, another great team, also liquid staking, but they're a little bit more focused on the DeFi side of things. So if the proposal were to pass, Juno would be eligible for the Eris airdrop. And just to remind everybody, Eris Protocol is the second largest liquid staking provider in the cosmos, right off the stride. And they specifically, since we've been working together with them for so long and our relationship is so great, they specifically said in their article about their own airdrop and the conditions that chains that join the White Whale sale program are eligible for the Eris airdrop. So that's another thing. And they would also launch the Eris Arp Vault. 
So that democratizes and enables arbitrage and you know, even further you know, in stabilizing the ecosystem. And then we have Raccoon. Um, Raccoon is one of the first project that ever built on Juno. And Raccoon has been, you know, they've been building on Juno for all time, and now they're going cross-chain ever since they joined the right program. And they wouldn't benefit directly from this um, because they're focused on games and applications and, and gambles, but they would benefit indirectly from this because the better Juno goes or the, the healthier Juno is, the healthier you know, Raccoon is. That just makes a lot of sense. I could also see them potentially benefiting directly in they could start to accept LSD tokens oh, they already for do. games. And they already do. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, like, th this would directly help in that way, that there, people would be more easily able to get them and such. So yeah, that's true. Somewhat of a direct connection. So, so what, what um, Raccoon does is they, they integrated a DEX, or more specifically our DEX, so you can play with any token because it, it you know, uses uh, the DEX. So um, that autom automat automatically ties in so they don't have to do anything. If there's more liquidity in and more usage of, you know, Bone Juno and Amp Juno, naturally more people hold the token and can play with it. But that's kind of, you know, secondary effects. And last gotcha. team, you know, not officially in the right program, but still, you know, building with us, um, Ginkoo. And they have a lending market on Megaloo, and they would list, you know, Amp Juno and Bone Juno as collateral. And just before I hand it over to you again, one of the things that I always try to do, and everybody who's been working with me knows this, I try to create win-win situations where both people or both parties go out of the, you know, out of the deal with a smile. And after all the benefits that I listed, and considering that we're not asking for a grant, we're not asking for a handout or freebies or anything, just, hey, community, use your funds and kickstart the whole thing. Um, I'm convinced that this is a win-win situation, and I'm, you know, very curious of what the Juno community has to say. Cool. So we um, we got Reese up here, and first off, Reese, I know how busy you are these days, and you weren't even planning on talking today. So first off, appreciate it. Um, I think everyone will love to hear from you. But um. If you have something specific you want to jump in with, I'll give the mic over to you, Reese. Otherwise, I have a question that I could maybe give you as sort of a leading talking point. Hey, yeah, good to be here. So I definitely do have a question in terms of the usage of these other tokens that you're trying to, you know, incentivize, uh, not incentivize, but, you know, swap into LSDs, 2 million. Currently, AMP Juno has about $17,000 worth of TVL. This would increase their TVL to roughly you know, 70,000 US dollars worth of TVL. We're not really seeing usage with AMP Juno in the terms of you know, another liquid staking protocol such as Stripe. So even though they may be the second largest, we're not really seeing that actual usage play in the ecosystem. I'm not sure about uh, Bone Juno, I didn't get a chance to look into that, but you know, why would this incentivize people to hold those tokens when the current tokens are not even really held by people uh, it is not really used. That's my question. Great question. Great question. Um, we're we're not only shipping applications and tokens. This is just we're shipping them, 
but additionally we're shipping utility you can use those two lsd tokens as collateral you can use the bone token the bone juno in the backbone labs nft file system so it's not about hey just put some tokens in there and then you know let them sit idle no put them in there kickstart the whole thing and there's utility right away and i think starting off with with collateral for lending and um you know in an nft ecosystem i think that's that's plenty to do why would we not just use stride tokens which already have you know a bunch of liquidity or just use standard you know juno tokens as you know the the two liquid staking i don't understand why we need you know it's currently what like four liquid staking providers now in the future it'll be 10 the future will be 20 you know it's like at what point is there already too many liquid staking things on the protocol side uh we're also looking into adding a native liquid staking module which you know at that point that would be more used by other liquid staking protocols which makes that easier and so we're going to see a continuous expansion of this and does every single DeFi product need a liquid staking token and you know at what's the value capture for them for everyone having their own and just further fragmenting liquidity across uh, different protocols. There are a lot of different reasons why you want your own liquid staking token. One or use different liquid staking tokens for that matter. One is different risk profiles. So I remember I, I've, I've been having a lot of discussions with members from the Stride community about, and, and you know, Ares and Backbone Labs as well, about the distinct risk profiles. So that's one thing because having your own chain is something completely different risk-wise than having a smart contract deployed on on the chain where things are happening that's one thing so risk second thing tokenomics you know drive takes 10 percent backbone labs doesn't take anything or they, they do take fees but they distribute it back to the community so not any you know they don't take it to their own token holders or something and then third competition if we i mean why do you want to have competition because in, co in a competitive environment the users always win so if you just you know give all all that we have to just a single entity then that's a monopoly and that's not positive i want to i want to jump in here because i have both a pro and a con so i think i can stay neutral by putting these points out um so sort of in defense of what Reese is saying or the opposition, uh, I also think there's somewhat of a growing problem of like fragmented liquid staked liquidity. Um, but on the... Wait, what's happening? Sen, are you talking right now? No, you. Oh, okay. Apologies. My Twitter or my X was messing up very badly. Um, so I, I kind of agree, like in some sense, there's going to be more and more liquid staking protocols almost inevitably. And most of them won't succeed because fragmenting liquidity just doesn't really work out in the end. However, I also kind of agree with Sun's point that a chain, particularly one that's now part of the AEZ, um providing these services versus a sort of cross-chain 
smart contract level protocol. I don't know if that's technically the right language, but I think people get what I mean. That is an important distinction. I think people should have uh, options between. But outside of this conversation specific to Juno, one thing I've been thinking on and wanted to bring up with you, Sen, as well as like Arison Backbone, is I don't get why they're two separate entities. I think it would make a lot more sense again, not specific to Juno, like just in general, for Backbone's NFT-based liquid staking, which, by the way, everyone, I'll, I'll real quickly explain that. Um, a certain collection can be assigned to a certain liquid staking token so that in the same way Stride or Eris takes fees on their liquid staking tokens, uh, Backbone will send those fees to the designated uh, holders of or sorry, the holders of that designated collection. So, for example, the um, the NetaDAO NFT collection on Juno um, could could get the rewards from Backbone staking. Um, or not rewards, sorry, like the, the fees as an alternative to what you would pay with something like Stride when you liquid stake. But what I wonder is, couldn't Backbone Labs just integrate their functionality into Eris and be one protocol? And when people go to create a liquid staking token, whether it's um, users or if they do it, uh, like the team themselves, you just pick. Do you want it to be a standard liquid staking token that runs the way Eris is normally does? Or do you want it to be an NFT one that runs off of Backbone tech? Um, and they could still have the same... Uh, whatever you would call the prefix, I guess. So whether it's AMP Juno or Bone Juno, um, you know, it'd also be the same across all chains for all tokens. But, you know, if NFT, the NFT part of it wants to be integrated for some tokens, it can be for others not. That's a question I've had in general. It's kind of a can of worms I don't know if we want to get into, but just because Reese brought that yeah, up, I did have to jump in there. I'll answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick, since we're at the, at the half hour mark here. So, in, in the, just a quick reminder we're talking here about the proposal of the Juno community joining the sale program. And there is a proposal in the Commonwealth. You can read it. And we're discussing it here, open mic. So, if you have any questions, jump up and your piece. Also, please retweet the space with hashtag ride the whale so more people can find this and can tune in. Also, um, feel free to give everybody here on stage a follow, especially Interchain Info and Timmy for hosting this. Okay, now with that out of the way. Um, so Backbone Labs and Eris Protocol, they have a completely different history and they have different visions for what they want to do and they have different roads how to get there so i don't think you know we should try to merge everything into one i don't think that's that's the goal here both have a very very distinct community and ecosystem and applications they're building and they're not necessarily com compatible in the way they're structured or how they take their fees or um, how they distribute the fees how they do the governance so I, I don't think it's possible to combine them without, you know, cutting, you know, cutting things off that make them unique. So in that sense, I'm very glad to have, you know, two teams building this. And also, you know, I'll, I like to say this in the open, um, it keeps both of them, you know, on their heels because, you know, there's competition and competition is always good. And while we try to support them 
both equally, and I think we do. Um, it, it's still, you know, they're still trying to be the best all the time. That's good. And this is to the benefit of everybody who uses liquid staking tokens. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, DG. Uh, no, you're totally right. You know, uh, for us, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is, you know, we have an NFT market also besides for, liquid for, token. for people just listening by the way uh this is jg who's joined us the founder of backbone labs for people might be listening not looking at the screen thanks for hopping up on stage no worries no worries so you know for us we're about to i i think i mean barring any any holdups i believe we're soft launching our new marketplace on luna today and uh we are getting ready for the Megaloo mint but you know if juno joins the sale program they get our protocol too. So we would mint a collection. That collection would be the managing partners of the Juno Gravedigger. Uh, they would be able to vote on validators. They would be able to revenue share protocol fees. We keep all this on chain. Uh, we maintain an NFT market. Our NFT market, once we go live on Megaloo, will be transacting in our V assets. That's our main token. So we actually drive a real utility for the liquid staking derivative where somebody, let's say like Stride, what do you do with a Stride token, but hold it still? You'll be able to shop at the Necropolis. You'll be able to leverage at Ginkgo. You'll be able to do any of these things on our marketplace with our B assets. And we will also use the whale router. So you'll be able to shop at any token. You know, so we bring a lot of activity to the chain. Um, that's our goal. Our goal is to maintain L1's integrity and on-chain transactions. We think that when an LSD goes off chain, it's, it kind of loses a huge metric of value for the chain. So if we removed, you know, let's say Stride is an off-chain asset. If we remove that, that risk and we had an on-chain asset that was minted from the Juno protocol itself, uh, what is still, you know, B Junos and AMP Junos value add versus just doing something natively like that, where it's like a native Stride through Juno? Uh, based off of your shares, you know, delegated to a validator. A couple of things. First of um, all, um, that solution isn't live, and Backbone Labs is live, so that's a big one. And secondly, you get access to all the different applications that have been built in the you know, ecosystem of Backbone Labs. So one of the things that we've been seeing, you know, for example, on Ethereum, is that everybody who has a lot of Ethereum builds or starts to build their own ecosystem. You have you know, Coinbase starting to do this. You have you know, Lido doing this. And I think we're seeing a similar thing here that you know, we have liquid staking providers and they know a liquid staking token only wins or you know, gets adoption if there's utility for the token. So if you want to get access to that liquidity, you need to use that specific liquid staking token. Reese? Any follow-up? If not, I want to give Massive a chance to jump in here. It's been waiting for a minute. Yeah, you can let other people go. I'm just still thinking on it. Cool, cool. Yep. Take as long as you need. Massive, do you want to jump in here? Uh, yeah, you, you say that there's like no cost to Juno or no risk here, but you're wanting 4 million Juno from the community pool, which is a massive amount. and I, I just don't see how we can spend that kind of money right now on something that I'm seeing as essentially just, you know, wind all over again. 
Because, I mean, what did they promise us? All this protocol, this DEX, this lending, this liquid staking token. And well, that's exactly what you're saying. I'd, I'd like so to interrupt I want you. To jump in. um, maybe I can real quick. Um, so first of all, you say spend. There is no spending. Yeah. There is no spending. Yeah. No token will leave the hands of the community. No token will be sold. The only thing that happens is half of the tokens get liquid staked. And then the whole thing gets put into you know the Whitehall Dex so it can be used on chain. There's no spending, yeah. no token um, sold. That's what I wanted to say, but I will also add the only sense that there is spending is that now two million more Juno will be staked. Will will be, you know, uh, correct. How, however, however you want to think about that affecting two, inflation and emissions. Two million tokens emission. will get staked, but you know, those rewards will go back to the community because the community holds the tokens and the community stakes yeah. them. So there's that. They will be staked in a third-party liquid staking protocol. Juno should not be choosing winners and losers of third-party liquid stakers. It isn't. It's just, you know, two teams or, you know, four teams that have been building on Juno for a long time. They want to kickstart the whole thing drive more attention, more activity, more usage to Juno. And this is the most neutral, most win-win situation or you know, kind of deal you can possibly think of because there's no token spend. And if the Juno community is unhappy with the results, it can withdraw from it at any time. And also- Massive, are your concerns at all with like, security like we know the community pool's safe but now they're in these two protocols where but if there's an exploit or something is that part of my, what you're getting at or with, that... with liquid staking in general is that it takes power away from the community as far as governance control and puts it into power of these third-party liquid staking companies which oh, are so not that's necessarily... wait that's a fantastic question yeah. let's actually yeah. dive yeah. into how governance will work with these so two million june yeah will be liquid state. where does that governance control perfect that? that's a great question. point massive thank you very much just one last thing um you compared us to wind who you know promised a lot of things and then didn't deliver on them we've been live on juno for a year and our stuff is built so it's not about but it's not adding any value really like like wind's not it's just further trying to split the liquidity into more places that people won't go you can say that about everything in crypto in a way, though. So I do get what you're saying, but it's it's not fair in a sense, because that with that attitude, the more stuff that gets built, the worse. Right. So I get what you're saying, but may, maybe dive in on the specifics of that thought, just because at face value, I I disagree with that. Not even specific to this situation. Right. Like, like there is that issue. You are correct in that there's a certain amount of activity, users, liquidity, et cetera, on Juno, as with any network. Juno may be lower than many others at the moment. But uh, so you are right in that sense that, you know, the white whale decks being there alongside wind, I guess, technically hurts because liquidity is fragmented across the two. But then that's also Alongside Osmo, alongside all these others, it's like, why do we keep needing to add more? You should, you like, should, you and then they don't work. Anyways, I mean, DEX aggregators offer you the best price, so you should use them anyways instead of using a single DEX. 
But that's another. That story. is true. I will definitely. Yeah. Why would why should we not support the development of a on-chain liquid staking that's part of Juno instead of a third party? You can So wait, let's get back let's get back to the core question of what happens with governance because Eris would be built on Juno. It wouldn't be built at a protocol level, but neither would other liquid staking services unless that became like part of the SDK. And jump in here, Reese, if I'm misspeaking from a technical perspective. So let, let's focus on this third party thing, because I think that's sort of the, the thing we're hung up on that I think is a really good question. Like, to what extent does Backbone slash Eris retain control of these tokens? I know that technically they will be owned by a multi-sig with community members on it, such as possibly Reese, myself, whoever else. But when they're in that protocol, as far as governance, fees, rewards, I know we've already talked about fees and rewards a little, but let's go over all three just specifically. Let's start with governance. Perfect, perfect question. So um, both Backbone Labs and Eris protocol, they're audited and their contracts, the admins and the ownership rights, they sit in builders multi-sigs. So there's not one guy who could wreck the thing. And with the audits, although there's, it can never, you know, the exploit chance can never be zero. I mean, after all that happened in crypto, that should be, you know, should be obvious to anybody, but they, they, they did their due diligence, they did their audits, and the code is as secure as possible because we're working very closely together with SCB security and also Oak security. Now, governance. In both cases, both liquid staking providers have a very, very unique way of, you know, ensuring that the governance power is not in the hand of the liquid staking providers at all. So I'm just going to talk for Eris Protocol here, and I think JG can speak for himself. So Eris Protocol allows you to lock your AMP tokens, in this specific case, lock AMP Juno into the AMP governance protocol and then vote on who gets delegations and who not. So again, the governance stays with, stays on Juno and in control of the Juno holders. You don't have to buy any other token. You don't have to you know, do this or that. You can do it with your Juno. And Backbone Labs? Um, for us, you know, uh, our so on Juno, we we still need to expand our set. Uh, we we're you know we're still we're still growing our platform there. But what for me the main thing is, uh, if you're a validator who's also a builder, these are the validators that I'm looking to partner with. Uh, these are the people, in my opinion, that bring the most value to the chain. So people who are just validating and not contributing uh, don't apply. But if you're a builder and you're also a validator, we're looking to make partnerships and they're welcome to join the Juno Gravedigger. And in their case, also the NFTs, like to every you know, liquid staking protocol, there is an NFT collection and that controls the, the governance mechanism of the chain. Well, th that will control who can be a validator essentially. So the NFT community, if, uh, so if somebody wants to join a gravedigger, they'll have to put a prop when enterprise, if enterprise or DAO, DAO, however, we end up using the, the distribution mechanisms uh, for the rewards, um, they would be able to create a prop and either join or not join based on the NFT community's voting. So let's say um, Behold Idols, the NetaDAO collection, which Massive here has helped to build, um, I think easily the best collection on Juno, the only one I own, it even comes to mind. Um, 
if they they could potentially become the collection associated with Bone Juno, and they would decide things like which validator does this get staked with, and they meaning as a community in aggregate, everybody who holds idols um, who would stake them or lock them up in your protocol. Do you have to lock up an NFT to be able to vote with it or just by holding it? So the current model, uh, our current complete model is on, on Luna with the skeleton punks. And there's a seven day uh, locking period when you stake it to earn rewards and voting in, the, in that system. I okay. believe it would be something similar. Now, we would be looking. So if the idols wanted to partner with us, they would be launching a sub collection to manage the grave digger. It's not for a current collection. We're looking to have a new mint, create on-chain activity. Uh, support a market our marketplace over there there's uh, a lot of other things that are happening we're not just looking to hand this off to somebody it's a very long time ago gotcha so so if they wanted to make like a grave digger sub collection like an undead idols collection then maybe we could talk uh, about a partnership okay i see so it's so it's it's not really as much for like Hey, the community can you know vote on their favorite collection, and that becomes the one associated with the token. It's it's sort of more so your collections and partner collections and such. Well, yeah. So ideally, you know, my my real goal always has been, has been to like make partnerships with other big NFT communities, and then get them to come back into the cosmos, make a sub collection, make that bring new community, mm. new, new blood into the cosmos okay. from either Polygon or Solana. But with enough utility, these NFT communities, I'm we're hoping see that they're like oh, okay so in this next wave utility will be king what do these communities do what does this nft offer me can i revenue share from it can i leverage against it what is available and and the grave digger and auto compounder allows this utility to slow three leaves through nft communities it's a consistent yield right like you can actually calculate it you can you can there's just a, so much you can do right so it's not based yeah. on on use and, and, and like, it's not based on like a trading you know th this is you know a shot in a gun, like a bullet, and you have one shot and you can attract, because you have quite a unique system here with NFTs, you can kickstart the whole NFT ecosystem by attracting new NFT collections completely from, you know, different parts of the ecosystem, like Solana or something. And, and that's obviously you know, net benefit. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I want to do a little bit less talking here, specifically on governance before we move on. Reese, massive NetaDAO, thanks for joining. Any of you guys want to hop in there, ask further questions, anything like that? GM, GM, everyone. Uh, I just, I, I just wanted to uh, circle back to this question that I think Massive was raising about liquid staking, which isn't, it isn't specific to your proposal, right? Like we've had these protocol owned liquidity proposals with liquid stake tokens before. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the UMI stride situation, which was sort of sold to the Juno community as, um, <clears throat> you know, you do this POL proposal and it decreases sell pressure, but you look at price action and it's kind of, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think that the question that Mass is really getting at is that um, there's both this technical risk with liquid staking providers, right? Like. Um, by using any particular protocol, we, we are assuming whatever technical risks they may have. Um, but on the other hand, these providers place governance power under sort of an obscure network of influence because uh, those liquid staked tokens have voting rights. 
Um, and those liquid stake tokens um, sort of devalue the voting, the voting power of people who actually are bona fide stakers, who take their own, you know, <laughs> hard-won Juno um, and go stake them. And so I think that it's this question about it, this obscure network of influence that sort of gets taken up by, by liquid staking providers that is a concern. Um, and so I'm just wondering, I, I heard you talking a little bit about Amp Juno, Bone Juno, and how they um, sort of manage this this governance power, but is, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just, I'm still not quite convinced by any liquid staking provider that I've seen. And I think that what Reese said about a sort of native liquid staking module might be the way to go for these kinds of things. Um, just because I'm not sure that the community pool funds should be used in any way that, that devalues or degrades um, the, the normal Juno users' governance power, um, if, if that makes sense. Uh, sorry, I know that's not a question. It's just a, a comment that I wanted to, to share. If that's your opinion, I wonder how do you um, envision the Juno network and community supporting its builders and you know its oldest builders actually, like Raccoon and White Whale and Eris and Backbone Labs? Do you think a, a grant or something similar is better, or do you think it's best to not support, you know, five projects building on your chain at all? Um, well, I think that there do need to be means of support for projects, but I do think that it's also slightly disingenuous to say that it costs nothing because it actually puts a lot of governance power. I mean, 2 million Juno um, <clears throat> under the, the direction or the discretion of whatever these, however these protocols are managing that governance power. So there is a cost. It may not be, you know, we're, we're just handing out tokens, um, but we are handing out governance power over the chain. Uh, and this is something again. This isn't specific to your proposal. There are there are a bunch of protocol and liquidity proposals all over the cosmos right now, uh, and that have been coming up for the last few months. And this is this is a concern I have about those in general, not about your specific proposal or any any comment on your project. So I don't know exactly what the best way to to support things. Maybe like you're saying, a grant program is the right way to do that. Maybe there's a better way to do it. Um, I know that I'm working on the Juno Constitution Group at the moment, and uh, <clears throat> this is something that we intend to take up, but we haven't we haven't got there yet. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have a way to a, a ready answer for you, but um, it is something that we're thinking about. Um, but 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 I know that I do have these concerns about liquid staking protocol and liquidity. I just want to quickly jump in and say I personally am able to and more than willing to go past the hour mark here. I think this is really good conversation. Um, so just want to throw that out there so we can keep digging into this stuff. I don't know if anyone wants to jump in or, or kind of touch next on this. I know there wasn't a specific question there, but I do totally agree with your point and think it warrants more discussion because th this is something I was talking about with Sen. Um, in a way, it doesn't cost nothing truly because it affects 
both staking rewards and governance in that now if I'm just someone who maybe has some Juno staked, I'm not paying attention to this kind of stuff. I don't even know this is happening. Suddenly I'm getting a little bit less rewards and my votes mean less. But I think the discussion that needs to be had is is that a fair trade-off? Think of it as a form of payment um, as opposed to something like a grant or something where you're just going to like pay these teams to to build and, and support the network. I think that's kind of the core of because because there is a trade off. That's sort of the trade off. One thing I wanted to ask very early on before Reese hopped up and then I wanted to kind of let uh, the conversation take itself away was just. What are the pros to each side here, each team, I guess the, the ride program being one, the Juno community being the others and the cons, because I think any discussion like this where someone says there are no pros or no cons either way, uh, it's just not true. There's always a little bit of nuance, and it's about if that trade-off and those nuances are worth it. So let's kind of focus on that as we go forward here. And Sen, I see your hand up. Feel free to jump in. Yeah, so on Juno, there are roughly, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think 55 million Juno tokens staked on the network right now. So increasing the network stake by another 2 million would dilute staking rewards by less than or a little bit more than 3% and dwelling power as well. But keep in mind when it comes to the staking rewards, you know, most of them, 90% ish go back to the community pool, which is controlled by the community. So there's really just a minuscule fee that is actually paid towards, um, liquid staking tokens or providers and in the case of backbone labs even that fee is then again redistributed to those you know juno native collection that manages the ecosystem or this liquid staking token protocol and i have a specific question real mm -hmm. quick so the fees that go back to the community pool can you be more specific about those and in particular one of the questions i had is we've talked about fees for liquid staking like protocols charge we've talked about the token emission rewards that come from staking itself being liquid staked but then there's also a, kind of a third type of rewards we should touch on which is the lp rewards so there's going to be four mil worth of um stuff put into these pools uh are they incentivized pools if so where is that going and then also just specify what you meant by fees going back to the community pool which fees in particular the staking fees the staking so if you liquid stake the tokens or if the community liquid stakes um two million tokens given around 55 million stake tokens as i said that would reduce the overall staking apr by around three percent a little bit more um but this reduction is isn't going you know in my pockets it, it's going to more than 90 percent i don't know i, I think eris got 10 percent ish but i don't know how much backbone labs has but it goes mostly you know back to whoever holds the token and that is the community so there's really if you think that the community controls the oh community, i just got you know, a you know, the, I just got a question mm -hmm. that I think we somehow kind of forgot to touch on. And I actually don't want to answer you directly. I want to let them answer this to make sure I get it accurate. So someone's wondering, like, Stride, uh, the way their liquid staking protocol works is the value of their liquid staked token grows. At, at, and that's sort of where the accrued staking rewards go to. 
for Amp Juno and Bone Juno, does it work the same way yes. or differently? Yes. Like one yes, yes, yes. Amp Juno, is it always worth one Juno? Or no. yeah, dig into that for me. I just want to answer. I wasn't sure. It's the same model. So the token is it's accruing value. So if the community um, decides to follow up with or follow through with the proposal and liquid stake 2 million Juno, their Amp and Bone Juno grow respectively. So the community is putting their community cool. pool to use and earning staking rewards. And then on, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I, I realized that message no, was super it, pertinent. Great, what I think you were talking question. about some other people that had that. Great yep. question. And on top of this, the community pool is also putting their funds to use on the decks, earning swap fees and minimal impermanent loss because inflation on Juno is coming down, and the um, the half of the pool, the liquid staking token, is growing in value compared to Juno. Well, I hope that. I think, I think that was pretty straightforward as far as that answer. Um, and maybe, um, Jimmy, I, I can... And then, wait, real yeah. quick. So the, the pools on the white whale decks, um, they would start off, I assume, non-incentivized. They would just be base pools. So yeah. the multi-sig who is putting these funds in wouldn't necessarily be accruing anything. No. Is that correct? No, the multi-sig. Except swap fees? No. I, I, I mean, the swap no. fees, this is also owned by the community. That's part of what they own. So also the swap fees. I just mean I just mean for people who are cu- curious because yeah. I've actually used the white whale decks a bunch, but I just never really look at fees because I don't do huge transactions a lot. Um, no. it, like the way osmosis works is if I'm bonded in a pool, there's two sources of revenue I get from that. One is any incentive rewards, and two is every time someone makes a swap, I get a small exactly. fraction of that. Is exactly. the white whale decks work the same way? It works exactly the same way. Our incentive mechanism is a little bit more flexible um, than the one on osmosis. For example, users can um, lock their tokens for any duration they desire and get a different you know, multiplier on their weight. The longer they lock, they could, for example, do it for 268 days and 30 seconds if they desire so. Um, but yeah, on every swap, the community would earn fees and the protocol allows everybody to put up incentives. So the nice thing of protocol-owned liquidity is um, you don't necessarily have to incentivize them. That's what we do with a whale token, for example, on Juno. This is foundation-owned liquidity. So there's deep liquidity to kickstart the whole thing, but there doesn't need to be any salt pressure to attract liquidity because it's already there. Think of it like a little bit like government spending. Cool. I want to let some other people hop in here. We have uh, crypto enthusiasts who, yeah, go for it. See that hand, perfect timing. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, great discussion. It's great to hear from everyone. And uh, yeah, just hear, hear this prop being spoke about. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll give my opinion from the start so you can understand where I'm coming from. I'm for the proposal. I have been for every sale program they've gone to, whatever chain they've gone to. And uh, one of the things uh, I want to talk about is something that Chihuahua chain did, and it, and it relates to Juno. And I'll start with a question to, to the whole Juno community, which is, who is using the chain at the minute? Where are the, where are the fees coming from? Because if we're ever going to get in control of this inflation on Juno and get in control of, you know, the, the price drop, we need to get <laughs> the block space better valued, right? And we need to get people actually using the chain, right? People spoke about Stride 
in this in this situation stride they auto compound the tokens yes so that is a small fee for auto compounding what's it what's it take for to keep restaking the tokens it's a minimum a nominal fee as a transaction fee on chain right but that liquidity of the lst is then sent to osmosis or neutron now probably i don't even know where it goes anymore and those tokens are then just pulled on there so you're inadvertently giving fees you know fees away to osmosis and stuff Whereas what this proposal is different is these pools will be held on Juno. Juno, there is a slight uplift in fee for using the white whale decks, which goes back to whale bonders, which encourages people to bond amp whale and B whale to the white whale decks, which brings liquidity to the Juno chain. You know, which then we can have deeper amp whale and bone whale pools and whale pools on Juno. You know, when we talk about <coughs> lending markets, we're, we're sending. We're sending tokens the other way, IBC. I know they're minimum, minimal fees and stuff, but it's it's the idea of getting, you know, borrowing it for Axel USDC if you think it's if you think Juno's coming towards its bottom, and then bringing it over to um, Juno again and buying more Juno with that. This is these are the all the, the whole point we're trying to get out here. We're seeing so many chains in the cosmos, in my opinion, right? Worry about things like. Oh, but you know, staking and all the st st staking when Babylon chain and things like that launches, the governance is going to become one of the least things. Is it, for some reason, everyone thinks that the idea of staking a token and getting 20% APY is attractive anymore. We're seeing so many tokens bleed out because of this narrative. Nobody's no if you look at um if you look on on um Atom Scam or something like that, look how many TXs are zero, 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 all the way down. Nobody's using any chain. So you need to have things built on your chain that people are going to use. And one of the other things is we, we were a small community, but we're building a community on Migaloo. People are actually getting excited about this idea of NFT fire because it's something different. We haven't seen it. People are getting excited about things like Eris protocol, R bolts and slow, slow arbitrage burning and stuff like that. I know you guys are kind of heavy on mesh. I get that. But we're working closely with Luna to get Alliance going, which is going to kick off on, um, which is going to kick off on Friday, I think, where we're going to be able to stake Amp Well against Luna, um, against Luna's inflation. I think it's about three percent they're going to work their way up to, but that's massive for us because we're a three million dollar blockchain. They're a hundred and fifty million dollar market cap. You know, now why can't Juno LSDs if we've got deep LSDs pools? Why couldn't we implement Alliance SDK? and have it working back to Luna and back to Whale and back to Chihuahua. But also, you implement Mesh. Do it. Because you can still work with Osmosis on that. You can still get people to stake their Osmosis on Osmosis, increase that slashing risk and bring it across to Juno as well. So, so you, you win doubly. I don't understand. What, what we're bringing here is people coming with slightly different ideas of how we use LSDs, you know, at the minute, I get what everyone's saying, that um, LSDs is a concept. Maybe they're getting fragmented liquidity and stuff like that across the board. But that's because nobody's come up with a really good use case for them. Here's a program where they're saying, we're going to go to multiple different chains with the same utility for these tokens. Okay, they're different tokens, but on different chains. It's the same utility. And we're going to build communities around that. And, and I think that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to come in and actually use the chains that we're going to. And that's why I'm, I'm bullish on it. Now I can see people's 
argument about governance, but I can see Semcon's point. What is two million Juno in the grand scheme of fifty-five million staked? You know, and and it's controlled by a multi-sig. You know, AMP, the AMP governance um, governance module is is great in, in in mitigating the impact of that. I understand people's concerns, but I just wanted to get up here and say we are fighting for every chain that Whitewell is connected to to have people start using their chain. The conversations need to move towards let's value our block space better, let's work to reduce inflation, and let's actually bring utility to what's built on the chain. You know, what let's get people actually excited about using it. And that's why I'm really bullish. Whenever I see a sale program up, I've, I'm like, to me, it makes a lot of sense because I can't tell you how many, ch- I'm, I'm on Atom at the minute. I'm on Atom, right? I stake Atom. Why am I holding the Atom token? I have absolutely no idea. I can create ST Atom that's then sent to Neutron, pretty much all of it now, and I can get 50% APY, but the token's still dumping. There's no, there's no utility for it. I'm, I'm not using it anywhere on the Atom chain. I don't get it. Uh, maybe that's, Maybe I'm in the wrong ecosystem because I understand the app chain faces and we should be supporting other networks. But really, if you're going to build a permissionless Cosmos, uh, Cosmos SDK chain, the whole idea of it is to use it. Look at look at Neutron's white paper. Like They want as many things built on there as possible because they want people using the chain. And uh, that's why I think it's important that the actual cost of it all compared to compared to the the negatives. I'm just a retail investor. I don't know nothing about coding or anything like that, but I'm excited that we're actually getting chains talking about using the chains that we're building on. And that's just, that's just my two pence anyway. So yeah, I want to quick, that was, I think really well put in a lot of ways and helped me actually put together a thought I've been toying with since Sencom first chatted with me about this idea. And after I say this, I want to let other people weigh in. I don't mean to uh, co-op the combo too much. Um, but that's what you said is very in line with the thing I was wrestling in my head with uh, regarding all this and similar things going on in other chains where it's like, I think one thing I said to Sencom was like, I think the issue is you're offering stuff that's kind of really helpful for a thriving ecosystem in a way um, where people want more liquid tokens. They're doing these things. There's the demand, which as Reese pointed out earlier, like there kind of isn't in a sense already. We can see by the metrics, but the only thing I want to say before I let you guys just continue the combo is there is a reason. And this is the epiphany I just had while you were saying uh, your sort of spiel there enthusiast there's a reason that the chicken and the egg problem is a famous like saying thought experiment that has stood the test of time through like thousands of years. And it's because it is not a simple one with an answer. And I think that's sort of the core of the issue I think is being debated here. And the one that I'm settling on in my mind, which is this is an expense in some sense that Juno has to pay, whether you want to measure it in risk, governance, staking, emission changes, whatever, um, to, to give it a reason to be used for those things to matter. So it's like, which comes first? The infrastructure for, for people having a reason to use a chain and take up that block space like you were talking about, or 
like the reason why the infrastructure, who knows which comes first, is it the chicken or the egg? And so it's a little bit of a gamble here where you could look at the whole uh, deal that White Whale, or not White Whale, but the whole ride program is sort of offering and say, this is cool in theory, but Juno's just not in a position to do so right now. You know, we're kind of down on our luck. We need to be careful with how we spend our community pool funds, et cetera. But then I think while that has total validity, the flip side also has validity of, yeah, Juno is in kind of a rough position right now. We need there to be things to do on the chain. We need to kickstart and get the ball rolling so that the things that they're off, like it's a chicken and an egg thing. And I think that's, at least in my mind, that's why it's not a straightforward issue and why it's, I think both sides, like not even sides. I think that this is a really good convo because everything everyone has said has resonated with me, at least in some sense where I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that angle, but also X, Y, Z. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if that's helpful for anyone or not. Uh, Maybe that was a long tangent for no reason, but um, just to sort of frame where I think the discussion has been heading so far. And um, anyone else who wants to jump in, who's been waiting, go for it. If not, we just got, uh, is this uh, the Ginkgo? Yeah, awesome. We have someone from Ginkgo just on uh, stage. So, if you want to go yeah, for it. hi. Can you all hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Sounding yeah. good. Hi. How are you doing, everyone? Uh, so, I wanna uh, hook onto what Interchain uh, Info was just saying about, like, about this. What was their first the chicken or the egg issue? I, I kind of want to go further regarding Juno and say. It's less of this and more of a sitting duck issue. And people can, people in Juno or Juno in general can wait and see, like they don't have to take any risks to do anything, to like take the step, uh, pass a community spend prop and see where this goes. You know, they, they could do that or they could just not do anything regarding this, keep all the community funds, see how the token depreciates in value. and just keep all their tokens then with them without any volume uh, liquidity on chain or wherever that is without any dApps without the community using that so um that's th- this is how i'm seeing it and uh, most importantly i i see a lot of people you know in the cosmos in general talk about ibc and mesh and uh, alliance and it's so great and it's going to take everyone to the next level and the, the issue is uh, we don't see that reflecting in the price. And then it's like, yeah, but it's like a bad market and there are like a ton of excuses afterwards. But but even if it was a bad market, wouldn't there be at least some activity on chain? If, you know, like if there are the apps on the chain, uh, I mean, sure, if there aren't, inherently from the chain there or no one wants to use the chain in general because there aren't as many options or there are not the d apps that people are wanting for um then that's another thing but i think what uh migalu is also bringing is it's not only their own community but all the other communities that are connected to the uh right program uh, with them together so the i from me from what i'm seeing right now the biggest thing that white was bringing is the i'm sorry it's the sale program i keep mixing them up together so from what i see the biggest thing the um 
the white whale group is bringing is the community that not only from Luna, from Chihuahua, and from white whale itself, but from all other community, from everyone else who is connected, like from raccoon guys, from Eris Protocol, everyone who has a tight link to white whale will be joining Juno in at some point and uh, on board on I mean uh, on board onto them in one way or another. The white whale builds their applications, all the other people from the sale program build their applications on it. And automatically by association, people will check out, oh, another chain joined. It's Juno. Let's see what they got and see how people maybe can build on it or not, basically shining a spotlight on the chain and bring it more into attention. But again, like, you know, like no one has to pass anything. If if Juno wants to seclude themselves more and be like, yeah, sure, that's all right. We don't need that. That's okay, you know, yeah, which I wouldn't recommend personally. I'm really just saying that the community is important and that Whitewell is bringing the com a huge, gigantic community and, and they're building. It's, it's not a, it's, it's not a short term thing. They're, they're building for the long run. Okay. This is why we locked out for, for us in Ginkgo. This is why we locked our tokens and errors protocol for two years because we're not going anywhere and we're not wanting to do anything else uh, for the next two years or saying like, yeah, it might not work. Or uh, is it we're betting on it and we're taking that step? And I think it is the right thing to do for Juno as well to say, yeah, to parse, I partially, I say part ways with 2 million Juno. So they have a, in, in, in return, they could see their ecosystem flourish because of joining this help program. Like, almost no downside and a huge upside to whatever is coming to them in the future. Massive. Go for it. If you want to jump in, anyone. I'm sorry. Again, like it is to 2 million Juno, right? Four. Four, Four million total. 2 million stays. As and, and how are those other networks really bringing much of a community though? I mean, uh, who, who and all these people already know about us. Rack knows about us. They've been here already. Like, how is that bringing anything new or big? I'm sorry. Oh, so can, the can Terra you community. The Terra community. We're very close with them. The Chihuahua community. JG just said that a great way to attract outside of Cosmos community is by utilizing this NFT Gravedigger NFT file system to attract like Solana or Polygon users. So there's a lot of cross pollination happening. I also want to add, I'm not sure if it's totally fair in the land of crypto and speculation where everybody's always looking, you know, to the future that that doesn't get factored in here. Like, I think that I'd hope at least most people in the Juno community, wider Cosmos community, um, are probably pretty familiar with Rack. Um, like like them as a project, Eris and Backbone becoming more common and like known outside of uh, the Terra community and the wider Cosmos. And I think liked, and so just with like that track record alone, and like I haven't used Ginku's product at all, so I can't speak for it personally, but I would expect more and more protocols in the future to join the ride program, which may not be familiar with Juno in the way that the current ones are. In fact, like 
in that sense, it's you could say like Juno's in some way getting in at the ground floor of what could potentially be a larger project. And now it sounds like I'm taking a side, but more it's just a perspective that I want people to keep in mind. The offer is not Juno works with these three protocols that are part of the ride program. It's that Juno joins this initiative and works with all future chains and protocols that join it as well. I think that's just something I want to make clear. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. They, like, there, there are there are no real position. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, there are no real positions. Uh, there's this one chain on top or anything. It's like an association, I guess you could say, a guild of like chains banding together, uh, leveraging each other's um, positive aspects towards making a yeah a greater uh, UX delivery. Not. And it's so much more. And again, I'm sorry, Senko, um, how old is Migula right now? Um, the genesis was in February. In February. Okay. So it's like what, six months now, approximately. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so six months and there are already like, Did he just get rugged for anyone else? Yep, same for me. What great timing. I think you might want to... Okay. I'm sure he'll me. reconnect. Yeah. Uh, Reese, Netadow, if you guys are still around, would, would love to have you tune in. I think... Um, I don't mean to make you guys seem like, you know, opposite side of the aisle or debates or anything. I've actually agreed with everything you guys have said. Um, yeah, like if you guys want to hop in while we wait for him to reconnect or just kind of weigh in from your, your perspective, if, if uh, any thoughts have changed or been cemented or anything like that. And Reese, I know you're probably half deep in code, so. <laughs> I am. I'm working on an LSM module for Native Juno now, just kind of like seeing how possible it is. And, you know, right now, across the entire ecosystem. Did you say an LSM module? Yeah, so like liquid state module. Does M stand for module? Did you just yeah, say module the twice? the same one like the hub is going to get. I'm seeing how easy that is to convert to 47 to get on Juno. Um, you know, I'm still not, like, Right now, no one has users uh, in all of Cosmos. And, yeah. I mean, broad, broader crypto as well. So, listen, like, would I be okay with taking a risk on it? Sure. Do I think that that's a lot of money to take a risk on, even if there is, you know, technically no risk? Uh, you know, there's still risk to that. I just, I don't see it because if we're Hold not on, Reese, wait. So, actually, question for you and Sen. Would people potentially be interested in just a scaled down version of this to sort of test with, like, let's say 2 million Juno instead of four? Because, I, again, I completely agree with you, Reese. I think there is risk here, nothing certain. But I also think it's potentially a risk worth taking because Juno, like most of Cosmos, um, should, is in a position where I should try anything at this point. Not yeah, should, but, my, but, you know, yeah. My thing is, is the current protocols that we've looked at, uh, I can't speak for Backbone Labs. I've not seen their protocol, but I looked at Amp Juno. They have $17,000 in TVL. Okay, where are the users there that we're giving all this liquidity to? Oh, but there's users. There's no users anywhere right now. That's the state of crypto in this market. So we're giving a bunch of funds to somewhere that already does not have much TVL, but we're told that there's users there. There's not users. I think the biggest user is a single validator that has like 60% of that or something. So there's no users. Um, I just don't see where the value add is for 
especially something as large as like close to a million dollars worth of Juno to go do deep liquidity elsewhere, when that would be even more than what we gave to Stride, which Stride was, you know, that Stride is like the premier uh, number one. So uh, just I just see it like it's offset yeah. uh, relative to to like what the actual value add is here. So, OK, I want to make this super clear before I say this and then Tank, I'm turning it over to you. I'm not disagreeing. This is both for everyone listening and you particular, Reese. I completely agree with what you said, but I think that's the chicken and the egg problem. It's like, okay, but does this have a chance to help those users come? Because suddenly all of DeFi or just getting into liquid staking or whatever is just that much more possible. Like, where are the users using AMP Juno right now? Totally agree. It's a problem across crypto. Juno's suffering from it as much as anything. But if we just look to the future, let's say new builders we haven't even, even talked to yet that are going to pop up in the next couple months or whatever that might want to deploy a lending protocol there or deploy some other DeFi things, like having that LSD liquidity there and ready to go might help with bringing those users that you are absolutely accurate in saying are not there right now. And this is why I'm actually, I was happy to be a neutral host here because I'm neutral on this. I see both sides of it. It is truly a chicken and egg thing where I agree with what you said, but does that mean we should try anything we can to try and bring those users and fix it? I, I don't know. But Tank, maybe maybe you have some more eloquent thoughts and massive, I'm going to get you up here. What up, guys? Uh, so into the conversation, I totally just mixed something together that I have no idea what the hell this is. Uh, I'm in my dental lab going, oh, I don't even know what this is. I don't dump that out. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm ranting. I, I do want to ask, and I, I, I kind of want to just build on what you guys are talking about. I do think uh, that Juno needs to take risk, uh, although I'm ultra conservative on most things. Uh, I very much lean towards what Reese was saying uh, right now uh, as far as users and whatnot. Here, like, you guys are touching on this. Have you guys, can this be done with a lower amount? Like you were saying, Timmy, can this be done with 2 million? Can this be done or has this, you know, has the equations been ran uh, and examples been ran uh, to where like what justifies 4 million Juno? Can this be done with, you know, uh, half a million, you know, does, split white up? Like, what, whale, yeah. does the white whale decks support three-way pools like osmosis? Could you have a Juno, Amp Juno, Bone Juno pool? And in that way, concentrate some of the liquidity while having to take less overall from the community pool? It would be possible, but I would advise against this. Yeah, and I can see why. I just wanted to throw that idea out there. Okay, uh, sorry. Answer Tank's question at face value. Ignore me. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you, you can you can go, Sen. Uh, you know, I missed the good part of the earlier part, so this could have already been touched upon. But that is just my basic question. Like, can this be scaled down into where, you know, maybe, yeah, we do take a little bit of a risk, but it's a, it's a calculated risk. And maybe this does incentivize <clears throat> for uh, future users, because I agree, there's like, there's none throughout, you know, the whole, not just Cosmos, but crypto in general. Um, you know, we got to make it fun. We got to find ways to bring users back in. It is the chicken and the egg conversation, but at the same time, like as we're talking about risk management, can we do this and have it still work and prove itself on a lower scale is kind of my question. Yeah, great question. Um, so calculating how much you know, money is flowing you know, through this proposal is quite easy. You know what the staking APRs is, you know the value of the token, you know the fees, you know where the liquidity is, expected volume, you can you know, estimate that. But it's very hard to extrapolate what's the threshold for an ignition, for a spark to come 
so people use it and, and get excited about it. So for example, for the lending market, we need to see if that, I don't know, that's something that the Ginkgo team needs to um, discuss if that meets, if you know, less liquidity meets their risk criteria. And if there's less liquidity, you probably get worse you know, um, lending and borrowing conditions. If there is you know, less tokens in Eris and Backbone, the ARP vault that Eris has committed to build will be less interesting. If you're giving, you know, staking less via Backbone Labs, this NFT file system is, you know, there's half the value flowing through it. And, and the question is, does half the value also mean half the results? And that's something that um, I really cannot answer you. That's an unknown, unknown quantity. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. Did I get rugged? Is somebody speaking? No, no. no. I'm, I'm <laughs> in some senses. People may think I'm being a bad host, but I'm letting there be silence for anyone who may want to tune in. I've done enough co-opting here. <laughs> I think the raccoon guys, I see them in the space here as well. They're free to, you know, happily invited to come up on stage as well. I'm sure they have their unique yeah. perspective to share as well as, you know, one of the inaugural and OG. Actually, our, our audience has grown quite a bit in general. Uh, just So just a reminder, anybody who wants to come up, this is an open floor. If you're just joining us, I'm also happy to give you a, like, truly just one minute TLDR of where we're at to catch you up to speed. If you have any questions, don't worry if they've been asked already. That's the point of kind of doing a space like this. So open floor for anyone who wants to, to come chat. Just a friendly reminder since we have a bunch of new people in here. And one note to Tank. Um, the Chihuahua chain, they did a similar, similar amounts percentage-wise from their community pool. And so far, um, everything's been working great for them. But there is a track record, and, and Juno is not the guinea pig. You know, the guinea pig here, but there's a you know, history of successful or blockchains joining. It's like we're getting someone new on stage while they connect. Um, I'll just throw in a thought. It seems like everyone... Um, Again, not trying to make it sound like a debate or sides of the aisle, but everyone here is in more or less agreement that one of the core problems is at this moment in Web3 in general, Cosmos specifically, Juno being a part of it, there's a lack of users. Um, and I just realized let's, as much as it kind of might feel unintuitive or weird, or actually factor it in however you want, um, but factor that thought into something else that we were talking about earlier, which is like governance and staking. So if, if my vote as a private staker um, is now worth like a little bit over 3%, I think you said is uh, how much the stake would kind of yeah, add to the total of three fours. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to notice that or care. Same with my staking rewards. Any like as much as it might suck to say anybody who's still staking Juno right now and hasn't isn't doing so because they forgot about it is probably not super active in governance. They're doing it because they truly trust a couple key community members like Reese. And they're like, you know, this is going to turn around long time. There's, it has super solid tech, really a couple cool projects like focusing on it. Um, they're not, I would say personally, if I wasn't um, part of a validator team, like Whisper Nodes now, but Spark IBC in general, I wouldn't be super keeping up to date with Juno governance. I wouldn't. And that's coming from someone who 
I think the only Juno I have ever sold is the core one prop uh, or core one grant that we got for Spark IBC in the very beginning and some Juno rewards I got on Osmosis through liquidity pools. All my airdrop, like I've, I've been locked in and some might call me a dumb investor for that. But just to give perspective of where I'm at, um, I'm a huge Juno fan. I'm also a huge White Whale fan. And I would not notice or care about that difference in staking and governance. Now, if you would, that's a different question. Don't let me, uh, you know, kind of tell you how to think there, but let that factor in. We're all kind of in agreement that right now users are down. And so maybe we rank the importance of that change in staking and government governance a little bit less. Like, think about it however you want, but factor that in. I think they're related. And then PSX, if you want to jump in, go for it. Thanks for popping up. Yeah, no worries, man. I don't have a whole lot of time, but I always get excited to see JG, Syncom, Reese, Tindermint. Oh, man, dude, I totally feel like a complete asshole. I've been meaning to like connect you guys together. But since you guys are in the same room, all good. Hopefully you guys connect, man. I've been so all over the place. It's always like those one little things where it, it slips off my table. It's like, oh, I, I should. I, I was supposed like, to connect those guys. I <laughs> like, like whoops. Cosmos is small enough that everyone ends up connecting in some capacity, almost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I see them too, and I pop in. I'm like, oh, I feel like a complete dick. I am so sorry, Tendermint and and, and Reese. I I I think I might have forgotten to mention about him. Like there was something he was working on that I thought would be a good fit to connect both of you guys. But I think uh, Interchain over here did my job for me, so all good. Uh, <laughs> so I've heard a little bit about the debates. Uh, the different viewpoints. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. I just, you know, hopefully that'll get, I'm sure I'm more than confident that that'll sort itself off. Uh, knowing Reese, I mean, the guy just, I, I mean, just in our own uh, personal co casual conversation, I always feel like I'm in an AMA with him because he's, his mind's always at warp speed and, and, and I'm, I'm running on a four cylinder in a Honda Civic trying to keep up with him. So <clears throat> that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I just one of the things that, uh, you know, and, and if anybody doesn't know me, you know, PSX, I, I'm typically more heavy with the uh, the Luna Classic community. I don't really participate uh, directly in governance or even trying to weigh it for obvious reasons. I don't care for the politics or any politics uh, uh, from other chains. I What I tend to push for is is, is cross-chain collaboration. And, and I've had these conversations with Reese. I've had these conversations with uh, JG. Uh, Syncom and just the idea that chains are starting to talk to each other rather than past each other is a good enough start for me. Um, I've heard uh, Tank, you did say like you know you're you're ultra you're, you you tend to take a conservative approach. I tend to look at it from like conservative and crypto and the or or anything crypto related is, is a bit of an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> you know, conservative. You want to go conservative? Go real estate. Uh, you want to? You real estate? Little... Oh, hey, <laughs> so, high five! I, no, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, high this five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, don't get them wrong. They, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on my way to, to. I'm waiting for my partners to. They're gonna come grab me because I'm, I'm, I'm heading out to go see some uh, close on a deal here. Um, it's a. Uh, it, it call me crazy, but we managed to close a a two point six million dollar property for for half for fifty percent off. So 
Yay me. The next time you get a deal, we'll, like we'll that. get What's connected. We'll talk about deals. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm always, I'm always open to working with other real estate investors, but even more importantly, uh, you know, going, coming back to crypto, I get, I, I still remain, um, bullish with whale Juno and Reese. You're going to hate me for this. I'm bullish because of you. I know blah, blah, blah. I've heard all the lectures. Uh, the fact that you're still in Juno is what keeps me in Juno. Uh, the f- <laughs> he gave me a thumbs down. <laughs> Reese, it's not about your ability, my friend. I just want to make something clear. It's not about your ability. It's that you proved you're a capable developer that just has a project's best interests at heart. So when people yeah. throw you these compliment compliments, don't don't be too bashful and be like, oh, you know, I'm new. It's it's not because of that. It's because of who you are. Like not not necessarily your skills. They're just a great bonus. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I mean, because uh, our uh, our mutual friend Gus, like when we tell him, like when we're in these spaces, <laughs> he hates it so much. It's like, no, nah, you know, uh, Reese is still here. Here's a little bit more money. Uh, Whale's coming in. Uh, it, it's just, you know, coming up with these new innovative products. Oh, and by the way, it took me a while to get my head wrapped around the, the flash lines. Now that I understand it more, it's like, okay, now I get it. Uh, definitely more for the trader aspect, but the fact that, even just that alone, I mean, one of the things that I recall, vaguely recall one of my, our conversations with, with Reese was that, you know, one of the things that I wanted to see, not just in Luna Classic, but in Cosmos all around is a, is a very robust uh, economic acti- uh, activities to where, like, like, each chain is like its own nation state. And like nation states, when they do trading between each other, you know, Everybody uh, walks away a winner. And that's one of the values that Syncom always pushes is that he wants a win, win, win scenario. And like real estate, that's the same idea. We want everybody to walk away a winner, walk away with something, walk away with like, hey, you got something of value. You know, that's traditionally that's what trading is about. And quite often I, I see that like even our, our, our uh, the community, the, the community in general, like crypto traders who are arbitraging for that small little weakness in price action tend to forget that. Yeah, go ahead, Interchain. You got I feel like I'm a host now. Like, what the hell? PSX, I just wanted to interrupt oh, no. you with one thing. Um, contracts are on Luna Classic now. So, oh, the devs did something oh, okay. today. So, while I'm here just chatting my time away, the actual devs at Whitewell did something. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, I will tell Jerry. Oh, okay. I see. I see your Discord message. Okay, I just got it. Sorry, it's like going through my emails and Discord. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I will let Jerry know, and let's let's see if we can't uh, prep something up for you guys. But uh, yeah. Um, anyways, I I will shut up now, and I will let you guys. Oh, and crypto enthusiasts, good to see you. Real, real quick note, I don't know if everybody operates this way, but at least me and some other hosts I know, if a host of a space ever has their hand raised, it's usually because they don't want to interrupt or like cut off like it's nothing urgent. So if you ever see the host raise a hand, like don't think that's a signal to stop talking. I think a good host will just jump in and cut you off or mute you. Um, <laughs> so I didn't mean to throw you off with throwing that hand up. Uh, I just had an idea and I, I wanted to throw it out there. Um, for everyone on stage here, like especially Reese from a technical angle, tune in here if your mind's half on code. Instead of doing half or a lower amount for this proposal, 
could would people be willing question for everyone or just what are your thoughts on this and then specifically for like recent sencom technically can we do this could you bake into the governance prop the one that affords the four million juno um to be transferred out of the community pool as part of that could you make it so that automatically in x amount of months let's say three or four months um another proposal goes live on chain that basically asks the community how do you guys feel with the way this program's been going and if bad then the, the vote would be no and it'll auto resend the funds because part of what i did like about this whole thing from the moment sen proposed it to me in private was just that the funds remain in community control and they can be recalled at any time. So rather than leaving that recall at any time kind of arbitrary in the air, what if we kind of baked in an agreed upon trial period where we know within that period, we're trying to see a little bit more adoption uses for these tokens, X, Y, Z, and maybe it's longer than three or four months or that was just a number I threw out. But is that something we could do? And do people feel like that would help at all? How do people feel about that? Because I feel like where the discussion's heading is nobody's inherently opposed to this. It's just that crypto's in a shit place. Juno is as well. And so everyone's just trying to be careful. And would this help with that at all in people's minds? Um, first, let's go to center. Reese, is this something we can technically do? Sen, I see your hand up. Go for technically, it. Technically, yes. But it, you don't want to you know, put in the effort. There's multiple contracts involved and you do test these things. and you might even want to you know audit them because there's you know lots of money in there keeping it in the in the multi-sig is probably the safest way simply because it, it's simple and simple usually means safe in software and but it's it's totally fine to put up a a time frame like let's put it in for a year and then see what happens or why i put it in in the proposal directly just do it whenever you feel like it because there, there's no constraints. Oh, now I have to put it in for a year or something. Just, you know, give it time. To, if the community ever feels like, no, they're doing just nothing. You know, we haven't heard from them ever since. Or, you know, we're unsatisfactory. Well, the idea with it, the so. idea with a specific time frame is to eliminate that issue of people think that and then they go, well, maybe it just hasn't had enough time. So whether it's hard coded on chain or yeah, not, yeah. like maybe it is possible, but it'd be hard. In general, yeah, the idea of an agreed upon set time frame from the onset. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I mean, why not? Who would be opposed to this? You know, agree on a reasonable time frame. Any, anyone and uh, anyone and everyone, uh, feel free to chime in. So PSX, I see your hand. Go for it. Reese, massive. Definitely want to hear from you guys. Tank, JG, anyone? I, I tend to take uh, take the. Uh, and I got a run, guys. Uh, tank, I'm gonna. Hey, I think you're getting it. Hold on. Tank, I'm gonna see you guys. That is I think you're getting a call. PSX. Yeah, PSX, I think you're getting a call. Call, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, while he sorts that out, I hope everyone should be unmuted. Feel free to unmute. Um, <laughs> We only heard vibrating PSX if you're confused what we're laughing about. But yeah, apologies for that. And um, anyone hop in here, though, on, on this idea. I guess Reese and Netta and Massive Tank, go for it. No, I was, I was just going to say, I can see both sides of it, right? Like, I, I, I do like the kind of comfort of uh, having it in code. 
and to where, because like what you were saying, uh, there's a lot of people who aren't participating in governance and probably in a year from now won't even want to take a look at it. They don't want to worry about that. They'll take a risk, but like they want to kind of minimize their actions and stuff like that with everything they're doing. And so I can kind of see that. But then at the same time, you know, what like Sin was saying, um, there is other people that will watch it and like myself. And if it is not going very well, like we do want to be able to do it at any given time instead of locking it into the code and having to wait a year because a year is a long time. Like, you know, like a year's in crypto, it's a long, long time. I swear I've gotten more gray hairs uh, in this past month. True, so. actually. There's a good counter argument to giving a set time frame. Like, what if it's going very poorly prior to? Or, or well, that we want to increase it in some way. Like, yeah. maybe there should be a bit more flexibility. And I guess that's the, the... I guess then that would come down to the multi-sig, right? It would be having people who we are sure, A, have Juno's best interest at hearts, first and foremost. And B, we'll continue to give a shit for the next, you know, at least. Well, that's a, and I'm sorry, I have a hot mic because I'm working in the lab right now. So I don't have uh, free hands at times. Um, I'll try to be best or good at it uh, as best I can. Uh, but I was, I, I might've messed it. Like who's on the multi, how would the multi-sigs work guys? That's not decided yet. So we're still looking okay. for, um, so the plan is to, you know, bring this up into the, in front of the community, put it on the Commonwealth. And if there is, you know, general consensus at least on the sh social level you know we'd like to ask the junior to nominate their you know most trustworthy people and then you know we can agree on a number i think something like four out of six is perfectly fine for all you know means if the you know, community wants 10 you know that's fine by me as well and we just need to find the most i don't like bigger numbers i would suggest not like me, no. too. <laughs> me uh, too but yeah <laughs> i think you know that but like yeah Try to get ten people on there, man. Something may never happen. But you know, um, it's but that's, that's good to know. It's not our call; it's the call of the junior community. And I've already seen a couple of you know prominent junior members you know step forward. And you know, on the stage, also like to ask you, Tang and Reese, um, if you like this proposal and if you see some benefit, you're um, you know happily invited or cordially invited to be on that multi. -city. I was just going to say, I would yeah. I would love to say see Tank, Reese, and Rama on the multi-sig among others yeah i mean i'm, I'm myself personally uh I'm, i'll never nominate myself for anything but i'd be very honored if i was and you know if, if that's what the community wanted obviously so be it whatever um i do uh again i'm just trying to play catch up so forgive me if some of these are uh previously asked questions my, my biggest thing is like how do we Please feel free to ask as many as you want tank because i bet there's some audience members who join late and have the same ones so don't be shy on those Cool. Appreciate it. Um, and this might be a, a dumb question, but a more of an obvious one, but we're like really right now, <clears throat> the vast majority of cell pressure, and you can correct me if, uh, if you can step away from coding Reese, because I know that's what he's doing right now. Um, like a lot of the cell pressure for Juno right now is definitely coming from validators that are running the chain. Like there's probably not a big amount of cell pressure coming from retail or like whales per se at these levels. Um, like, I guess the only thing that I'm kind of wondering is like, this is great. And you know, I love this idea. I know that like, you know, the protocol on liquidity thing and uh, the concept is, is definitely floating around. Like we see Astro Vault. I, I'm really good friends with Eric Dem. And I think, um, you know, before I knew about your guys as I was preaching to everybody, I think that Juno should take a small portion uh, of the community pool funds and put it on places like that, similar to what you guys are doing, like not totally, but kind of similar concept. Uh, I, I think we definitely need to take small risk. Um, the, 
big question I always come back to is like, how do we incentivize? I don't know if that's a good word. How do we approach validators to vote yes on this? Because let's face it, the vast majority of people you're going to have to convince are the validators. Even the people delegating right now to those validators are not overriding uh, votes. Uh, you have to give them the clear path of value to to like you receive lesser rewards by by committing these funds. Um, like, what does that look like to you guys? Like, what if, if a validator, if you were only able to speak to just validators, let's just pretend, even though I think that that's actually the case right now, that's what you're speaking to is just validators. How, you know, how would you pitch that elevator pitch or even maybe longer um, value capture for them to, you know, vote yes on this long term? That, that's a really great question. Um, two, two, two thoughts on this. The first, I think. The validators, they are, you know, the politicians of the chain because they do the governance voting. Sure, everybody, you know, has the, the right to overrule his politician, which is, you know, major improvement to our legacy governance system. But still, they, they function as a politician because they take your votes and vote in your name for them. So I think if the people, like the community, um, is in support of something, I think the validators will you know, support the proposals as well. Um, that's, that's just one thought, like more general. And now the elevator. I think, I think though, like to, to uh, I guess my point though was, this is just my humble opinion. Right now, I mean, I, I, I don't want the community to take this the wrong way. You're convincing validators right now. I don't think there's enough. I know there's people here, but I don't think that there's enough active uh, retail voters or participants in governance. Uh, so I like, I would look at it as like convince validators and, and, and act as if you're only speaking to the Senate floor because nobody's tuning in yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. listen, like, you know, or vote. Yeah, that's my second thought I want to put, put in front here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Elevator pitch to just validator audiences. All right. So, you know, running validators at Whiteville, you know, ourselves and managing the validator relationships with over 50 validators. We know that most validators on Juno are losing money. So you can continue to lose money or you try to you know, put some of the funds into action and get the chain going and start printing. Black ink again. That's the validator pitch. In elevator format. And I get that. No, I, and I get it. I don't know if anybody else gets it. Uh, you know, I'm running... Uh, balance. It's been a while because working on NFT in Nashville, but Balance DAO kind of puts the power. The whole concept is to put the power back into the people's hands. Um, you know, not necessarily to print back black ink, but to get things moving. Uh, so where people we can take risk and stuff like that. Um, I I think that you know the thing for people, at least I would stress to validators, is your point, which is the same point for balance, is you can continue going down this path, which is running at a loss for the vast majority of your of the lineup. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, is it the only top 10 that's even close to breaking even? I don't even know if they're making profits on, on running validator for Junos, but you can keep going down this path or you can take a calculated risk and, and try to make things move again. And so- I like it. Um, I, again, I kind of, I know it's stupid to say it's an oxy, but kind of more of a, a conservative when it comes to things. Like my only concern is, can we do this uh, at a smaller scale? But if not, I'm even, even 
if we can't like and, and it, it shows like hey you know because you do have others that's done us that cool who and stuff like that but if we go for the four mil i think it's, it's we got to take a shot somewhere man we, we just do honestly and thank you very much tank and i look just like to raise awareness once again what is the worst that can happen so completely honest the worst that can we can happen, continue on the path that we've been going <laughs> that's we continue this ride (laughs) you continue the ride you know to wherever um it stops um no but i mean worse that can happen if the proposal would pass what's the risk so worst case scenario is there is an exploit somewhere now that risk is everywhere whenever you interact with anything there is that risk but you just have to be aware and for sake of transparency you know there is this risk now what's the next risk you'll lose, you know, a couple small percentage points of inflation, this community stakers. Most of it goes back to the community pool because the community pool stakes the tokens. So there's not really much loss, but a tiny amount is lost to protocols or here and there. And that's pretty much it. And and governance, that's what we said. It dilutes governance a little, little bit, but again, the tokens are staked to validators and the validators still vote. So, um, you know, that's the risk. Oh, I, I did have one question before I forget, yeah. since you just brought it up. Uh, if right now, or is this something in the future, is there like, uh, how would the validators be chosen? Yeah, great question. So um, both Backbone Labs and Eris, they have unique um, governance designs. So Eris protocol allows you to um, lock Liquid stake Juno and then vote for your validator. And Backbone Labs, you know, does this with an NFT collection that controls, you know, a Juno specific NFT collection that captures the community spirit and that controls who gets in or out. But in both cases, it's, it's not Backbone Labs or um, Eris protocol deciding, you know, they're not calling the shots here. That's the point. They have different designs. There's you know, drawbacks and advantages for both. But, and again, this is one of the points um, while having um, some competition and some options is a very good thing for liquid staking tokens because such, you know, complex protocols, there's a lot of design screws you can tighten or loosen with different, you know, pros and cons. And if you have multiple, you can, you know, pick your, your favorites. And that's, that's a great thing. Um, yeah, so, so back to my point, really, there is, besides the risk, the smart contract risk, which is, you know, in everywhere and everything we do, the worst thing that can happen is you do this and after half a year, you say, yeah, fuck this. We, you know, withdraw the tokens again and you lost probably 1.5% of the staking rewards of the year. And out of those 1.5%, more than 90% is still in control of the community pool. So the real risk here is 0.15% of the staking rewards, something like this, even less, because most of it gets shared with, with the backbone labs part. And that's, there's almost no financial risk. It's like almost nothing. That's a very small opportunity cost. And if you compare that to a grant, which might deliver, might not deliver, might be shit, might be great, that's just two completely different worlds. And I think if you just you know, put the, the upside on the one hand and the downside on the other hand, to me, it's clear as night. It's a win-win situation. 
Sorry, I'm just being quiet because I feel like I've been taking up a lot of uh, mic time. No, I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I was hoping to be a, be a witness to more conversation than a participant today. Um, so it's been good. Uh, Netadow Massive, you guys have both been up here for a while. Anything you want to chime in on? No pressure, but. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you said that the, um, the validator choice was determined by a, a group of NFT holders. Then who is that group then? Uh, or how are those distributed? Oh, part of because oh. there's ultimately someone in charge of picking where where these tokens are going, which validators are going to. Who who is that party? So for the NFT collection, we would launch a new NFT collection on Juno. We would mint on Juno. That would be the partner of the Juno Gravedigger, and the people who minted into that community would have governance over the Juno Gravedigger, and they would have fee sharing. Um, if they in our system, it's a three plus staking model. If they're staking three or more, they qualify for fee sharing from the protocol because we share one hundred percent of the fees generated from our platform. Did that answer that for you, massive? Or so you're you're going to be basically be selling these grave digger tokens, which will represent like a large um, staking vote in Juno, then and the ability to control this liquid stake fund, right? So we don't control how the validators vote. What the NFT does is it gives you the, the control over the grave digger. So say a validator did something that the community didn't like, they could be voted off the grave digger and they would no longer receive uh, automatic state from the grave digger. You see what I'm saying? So we don't control how the validator votes, but the NFT community uh, has say over how the grave digger operates. And just to add to Backbone Labs doesn't launch the NFT collections. It's never them. It's always, you know, someone either from, from outside, you know, bringing in fresh, fresh blood, new communities, or it's somebody from Juno. So it, it, it's not Backbone Labs, you know, making bank here. Um, they don't make any dime on the, on the liquid staking token because 100% is shared. And the guys doing the NFT collection they're either from the junior community or from outside, you know, bringing in new energy. And we are looking for partnerships. So if uh, anybody is interested in, uh, you know, creating a gravedigger collection for Juno, please DM me and we can see where that conversation goes. I'm going to do it. I've been waiting <laughs> for you, dude. I'm telling you. I'm, dude, waiting I'm, for just, you. I'm sitting there going, if nobody else does, I'm doing it. <laughs> doing it. I'm not joking to you, by the way. I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I'm joking. No, bring it on, brother. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. I'm sending you a DM right now, actually. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, and maybe it got lost, but Eris, the My second largest liquid staking provider, they just released their plans for a token, and they specifically stated that every chain that joins the sale program will get an airdrop from the second largest liquid staking provider. Just on a side note, you know, since we're talking about risk here. Sen, do you happen to know off the top of your head uh, the margins between them and Stride and whoever's third? Because second can mean a lot of things, right? Uh, I think Backbone Labs is third, but I don't know the margin right now. Okay, that's fine. I didn't expect you to off the top of your head. I was just curious. Yeah, I think... I think what most people, 
Shane Maurice has stepped down. Um, but I feel like there's a, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. Um, where I'm at with this discussion, the vibe I'm getting is most people seem generally in favor of the principle of the idea of doing something, trying something, getting something started on Juno. Uh, it's just some people are far more kind of aware of and thinking of the risks, which there are some and costs, whichever way you want to think of it, cost, risk, kind of interchangeable. I'm kind of speaking colloquially here. So I, I am wondering if what makes sense is just pursuing this in a way or again, let me rephrase where I'm leaning. I know I was going to be partial um, and I'm trying to be as a host, but I'm also a, a huge Juno holder and staker and run a validator and care about the network. Um, so it's hard for me to just not weigh in at all where I'm feeling is like, this is worth a try, but it can just be on a short leash. The multi-sig can be controlled by majority Juno people. I, people might rebel against this idea. I would even be okay giving Reese like, two two signing seats on it to have like a little bit more more control there if that sort of helped him and everybody who has faith in him as sort of the face of juno at the moment be okay with this but where i'm at is i think juno needs to try whatever is possible but we should also just be very aware of when things aren't working out and able to act on those and just keeping it on a tight leash through a trusted multi-sig of active community members so that it can be either fully revoked or maybe partially revoked, scaled back by like 50% liquidity, like if needed, something like that. But at least giving it a shot. That That's sort of where I'm at. And I'm happy to hear other people weigh in here. Um, I'd love for other people to weigh in here. I guess maybe like, cool, we have actually one person requesting to speak who I think has some interesting insight. Uh, Ghostface is popping up. They DM me some stuff. So I'm actually going to turn it over to him. Uh, once he connects. But if anyone wants to comment on that real quick, I guess, feel free. Am I am I off base here, Tank, or is this sort of is this where your head this is the vibe I'm feeling from those who've been speaking in huge yep. generalities, not trying to lump everyone together. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page with you. Um you guys have heard me a million times. Like for what it's worth, I'm just a little bit more of a conservative crypto person. Uh, especially when it comes to community pools and how it affects other people, right? Like I always want to kind of try to uh, lean towards um, being as protective as I possibly can, if that means anything uh, for the community. But I, I definitely do think like, you know, <clears throat> we're heading down a path uh, when it comes to Juno, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm similar to you. I'm very similar to you in my outlook to Juno. I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, I hold it. Uh, I've been supportive of it for some time. I think it has huge potential we just need to start getting the ship turned in the right direction with the right things and making the right partnerships and making the right cross collaborations, uh, not just with DeFi, but with like the thing I like about this is it's incorporating NFTs, right? Like there's like, I'm, I'm a little biased, but the NFT community has brought masses amounts of liquidity, mass amounts of traction and, 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 uh, attention to what we've been doing in the cosmos and beyond. Um, you know, it is, I'm not trying to pump opium. Mar the markets don't stay down forever. You know, some things will die, yes, but the markets in general, I know crypto is still kind of like new and stuff like this, but the markets in general do turn around. And when they do, you know, you we need to have been making moves in the bear markets to set up ourselves 
for that time. I think, you know, like with everything that I just said, I think we need to take calculated risk. I'm in favor uh, overall uh, of doing this uh, with the right parameters in mind. And I'm even furthermore, to be honest with you, like I said before, and I, cause I don't want to discount anybody else. I think things like AstroVault, I think things like what Whitewell is doing right now, I think the Juno ecosystem needs to spend. We were talking about real estate earlier, where you need to spend money to make money. I know it sucks. I know it hurts to spend that money. And sometimes it's fearful and you're doubtful and you're like, I shouldn't be spending this million dollars, $2 million. Trust me, I'm writing a contract now, like our friend just said, for over a million dollars of myself. And I'm going in this market right now. Are you serious? But you need to spend money to make money. You need money's meant, value is meant to not be stagnant. It is meant to be used. And I think, you know, with the right parameters in place, the right people in place to manage those parameters, this can't hurt any more than what we've already been going through. If not, I mean, we could just tie our hands and just go on for this ride forever. And we all know where that that's, you know, we see it. You just look at the charts. It's not my opinion. We can, we can go on this ride. It's fine by me. I'd rather take a risk, you know, calculated risk. So. I think my mic is working now. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. I was just going to turn it over to you. Good, good <laughs> tank. But hey. jump face. Hello, everyone. What's up, Tank? Um, so I've been listening to this for a little bit. And I, I think like our paramount objective is, is to, mitigate any type of bad actors right within our community um and i'm not saying these guys are necessarily bad actors but it doesn't make me feel any better than anyone to like longer space uh, are there other people here and connection issues wait hold on can you can you not hear i could could hear him no i can hear him just cutting in and out he told me he's driving so i'm wondering if the just isn't can you not hear him at all thank no, you no I'm, i can I'm, hear him just I'm, fine i was, okay. I was just gonna say yeah I'm, was he not cutting in and out for you was that just yeah me? yeah i think it was just you but I, okay I cool then my bad ghost face please continue shut up timmy no <laughs> yeah no you're good actually I, I i actually i parked just so i could you know share this quickly um when it comes to the distribution of of funds community funds or for the, right like um i dm'd you like a quarterly distribution might be that could be advantageous for everyone, right? Um, let's come back to the table to see what's been done. That we want to do, obviously, is is be rugged uh, yet again. And when people say, and we're adults in here, right? When we say, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, a little bit of poison still kills you over, you know, uh, an amount of time just depends on how much you're getting. So uh, we just need to be careful. And yes, should take calculated risk tank and, I understand how money's used and, you know, how risks work. But at the same time, we have to be cognizant of, like, what we're doing for each other. Um, activity versus usability, that's two separate things. Like, um, you know, we're talking about transactions being zero. We sit on these calls often in, in various spaces. And for months on end, Jake Hartnell was the greatest thing, you know, since sliced bread. And when the price started to shift. The talk of Juno started to shift as well for many, you know, and those of us who are still here and still holders, like we're the testament to like, Hey, it's not about price. And, um, you know, Envy who's in here, he says all the time, he's just like, Hey, you know, price shift, price change isn't what we're all about. It's about usability. So we need to remember like the usability to what we're trying to perform. And that, um, you know, the idea isn't bad, at all. I really think that this is something that's going to pass one way or another. 
just the allocation is something that we need to look at. Um, and I think just a allocation would be the best. And if it works, you know, you do two, two million within uh, a, a year, and then you know, your automatically might just be the other two million. That's just my. Opinion. Yeah, thank you very much, Ghost, um, for your insights. And I just would just like to um, remind everybody in the audience here that. This is not a grant. We're not, you know, asking for money to build something. It's already built. And we've been, you know, the teams, you know, that um, are on this proposal, we've been building in the Cosmos on Juno or other chains for years now. It's not like we're newcomer who just, you know, popped up on the scene, hey, give us money and trust us. No, we even have our own blockchain, the Megaloo chain, you know. Ares protocol backbone labs, I think they're two or three years old. Raccoon, one of the oldest protocols on Juno. So it, it's really, you know, not, you, you, you can't have this, you know, new team, new protocol risk that's not there because we have skin in the game. We're building through the, we've been building through the bull and through the bear, and we're going to continue this. And regarding the chances of getting rocked, really, there is no chance of getting rocked. There is a chance of exploit, like there's with everything. You know, look at, you know, Curve, even they got hacked. So that, you know, every smart contract you use has a chance of exploit that, you know, you can't talk that out. But Ruck, impossible because our, you know, contracts, they're open source, they're audited, they're in multi-six, in builders multi-six. So it's not like we can just, you know, hit the button, drain the funds and disappear. And even if we could, you know, we have our own blockchain. We have our own, you know, we're building on other chains doesn't make any sense so that risk is not there that is uh is anybody else speaking i see hands up no nope. go for it i i i, I want to give the i, I don't want to be rude because i saw hands up but i i do want to just kind of ring that bell one more time like I think that's a great point. We need to invest into people who have been investing into the ecosystem themselves who have proven themselves with the track record you know and yes you know there's always risk in everything uh, the point is just minimizing it. And to, to just say it one more time, if I'm going to invest into anybody, I'm going to invest into the people who have been around through the good, through the bad, and who are trying to make a difference and, you know, are not just saying it, but have literally done it. And so, yeah, I, I just, I, I like that point that you're saying, man. I sound like I'm pro now and I haven't even like, <laughs> I'm like, I sound like I made up my mind already, didn't I? I mean, you're a Juno staker. You should, you should. You should have an yeah. opinion. I, I do as well. I'm trying to be neutral, but um, I think that's only natural. Um, yeah, I was trying to too. I feel like I'm failing hard at that, but I like I don't know. <laughs> no, but are you, are you really that beneficial to a chain you care about? If you, are? it's kind of like when we complain about validators voting abstain. Um, I'm trying to purely because I'm a host. You're, you're under no obligation. You should totally just speak your mind and go wherever you're. You know. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna officially say it. I'm for it. I'm gonna officially yeah. say it. I think I'm for it. So yeah. There you go. Massive, you've been patient with your hand for a while now. Feel free to jump in. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of get some of the points being made by, by Tank and others that we do have to, at points, spend money to make money and, and look at these things. I, I just feel like now part, part of my pushback was I just feel like it's maybe the wrong time when there's so much going on in Juno's structure already, like with the working group and possibly restructuring of core one and all of these multi-sigs. 
that I'm I'm scared of seeing another multi-sig added to this structure when the current structure is not clear and is being kind of mismanaged and is under reconstruction. I, and I would also like to see like the um, constitution in place and um, a few of these kind of things to to manage and look at, you know, these investments for Juno. I would like to see, you know, a specific team that looked into these kinds of proposals and evaluated, you know, the spins there and the risk and things like that. And I, I I, I, w- I would just like to see this come maybe a month or two, you know, after that, I guess, is all I'm saying. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's good points. And being on the yeah. general working group, like, I don't want to speak for them. I'm just going to say personally, like, I've actually seen firsthand conversations uh, between some of the members um, about things such as this. Uh, and I, I tend to agree. It would be it would be nicer to have certain things in place, like we're, like I was saying earlier, right? Certain parameters managed by certain individuals, all in place. Uh, you know, while we take calculated risk, uh, the constitution would be. You know, I know Netta has been working on it. Or their team members would be a tremendous value uh, and, and benefit to have um, before doing things like this. In my humble opinion, even though I just said I'm like all for it but i do think that that would be better overall uh and then also having a secondary group uh i want to say the kind of just vetting right like not making decisions uh but i think that's you know another thing that the juno working group has been talking about after certain things are all said and done and, and like all the concerns that you just brought up are, are, are addressed um we do also want to have a vetted group of trusted individuals who have a track record of of looking at things like this um and I'll be totally transparent, like, you know, one of them that's been considered as myself uh, later on in the future for, for such groups. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's kind of one of those, do you wait forever for everything to be absolutely perfect? Because usually it's kind of like this, the, the, the talk with the markets, like, do it's you like try you to time the thing. bottom or do you just DCA into the bottom? Uh, it's, it is definitely, uh, easier to just kind of like take as much precaution as you can and DCA into the blood, uh, than trying to time the absolute bottom because nobody can do that. Um, it's Tank, a little different when it comes to actually, Would you say it's actually kind of analogous to what you brought up earlier of in your outside of crypto life, like signing a, a real estate thing right now where you're like, oh my God, in this market, but also it's, it's, it, yeah, it there's, seems similar there's, to me. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, um, okay. So like, I'm going to speak as, as investor hat on right now. Uh, there's a lot of, um, possibilities and potential, uh, upside in making decisions while, uh, people are uncertain, like, un- uh, uh, uncertainty creates wealth, right? Like bloodshed, fear, and doubt that creates wealth because you're taking advantage of things, uh, at the most opportune time, if you're capable of taking advantage of things. Um, it's a little, there's more nuances to that. And it's definitely easier said than done, but there is, there's, there's a lot of benefits into making moves, uh, for the Juno ecosystem at these times, you know, maybe, and, and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but I guess I am maybe even before, uh, certain parameters or certain things are set in for in, in stone, like a constitution and stuff like that. Like I'm not, but I am. I, I guess. I guess I'm not trying to. But I am uh, trying to play devil's advocate. I, I. I think there's benefits both ways. I, I'm just saying, like people need to keep a more of an open mind and not get so much uh, attached to the price per se of the token uh, versus the long term potential that making moves in these markets can provide. Like right. Like 
to me, I, I've said it as easy as I can. We could do nothing like we've been doing or like continue waiting for everything to be a, a sunshine, brighty day. But we've seen how that's been going. And sometimes you miss the, the opportunity, uh, maybe not the only opportunity, but the better opportunities by doing so, right? Like sometimes you just got to stick your thumb out and try to hitch that ride and go for it, right? You know, you could be in yeah. the rain, but stick it out there. My, like my single biggest concern for Juno and a couple other both projects and chains that I'm a big fan of, invested in, whatever, friends with in, in Web3, not just Cosmos, the big th- commonality among all of them that is my concern is that I've been in crypto long enough to know how crazily things can turn around. Like for all we know, in four weeks, Binance is going to somehow prove they're not insolvent. They're going to figure something out, stop dumping their BNB token, the rest of the market, let people withdraw. Ripple just kind of won their lawsuit. Like suddenly, maybe the bull market's back just out of nowhere. A couple things can happen. And when that happens, the last thing you want, the last position you want to be in is caught with your pants down saying like, oh, I thought we had a little bit more time. We were trying to get stuff ready. And so suddenly bull market's back, liquidity's coming, people are exploring new chains, and Juno's not ready. It doesn't have something like this ride program set up because, and I very much agree with you in a perfect world, massive, totally agree, like would love to kind of set up more of the foundational stuff first, the constitution, let sort of the whole situation with working group core one, all that get more cemented. But I think what's worse would be holding off on important things because of those only to suddenly be caught with like, shit, we don't have them now. And it would be great if we did. Um, Now also to be my own argument for everyone listening, like who maybe isn't thinking contrary. Also, it could be a lot longer until the bull market comes back. And so rushing into something like this can be a downside when we actually did have time and we could have done stuff with a little bit more thought and process. So It's tough. There are two sides to that thought. But I am just saying personally, with all the time I've spent in crypto, my bigger worry is the former for a number of projects, not just Juno, Um, because things can change so quickly. Liquidity can come out of nowhere. Sentiment can change. And uh, like above all projects that kind of almost operate with a level of arrogance. And this is me being in crypto since like Ethereum launched, like the rise of ERC-20s and dApps and stuff. Um, ones that operate with a certain level of arrogance of like, no, we know we're going to be successful a long time. We don't care. Our token price is down now. We're spending, we're like, we're confident. Like it's that confidence that carries people in business. It also applies in crypto to projects and communities. And so I think that's kind of factoring in for me a little bit here. And uh, with a couple other things similar to this, I'm, I'm juggling with like other projects and chains where it's like, just like Tank said with his real estate thing, market's shit right now. It can be really difficult to justify spending money, especially if the market continues to be shit long term. Then it is kind of a mistake. But the flip side is if you prepare in bear, you thrive in bull. Um, if you try and prepare in bull, you miss the opportunity to thrive. So I'll... I'll, I'll shut up there. Can can I um can I ask a dumb question? Like, <clears throat> this let's actually just if you guys have time, uh, and I, I might actually ask a really dumb question while I'm saying this. Let's uh, let's just weigh out the pros and cons, right? Like, okay, four million, you know, and put it out there. 
the worst thing uh, or some of the worst, let's just talk about not the worst thing, but some of the worst things that could possibly happen, right? Uh, so if, on a validator side of things, because we're talking to validators, like, yeah, we lose a little bit of rewards, right? Like if it gets, or I guess, no, uh, the thought is we lose uh, a percentage of rewards that we get as stakers, right? Like so it's one point something, big deal, to be honest with you, big deal, especially at these price points. Uh, other concern would be, you know, what if somebody hacks it, they run away with 4 million Juno, you need liquidity to sell that Juno, right? Like, again, big deal. Is it going to tank the price? Uh, I'm not even really honestly worried about that because you got to find that liquidity to swap Juno for, I'm just going to say it, Adam's the liquidity in the Cosmos ecosystem. If you're going to steal Juno, you're probably going to go and try to swap it for Adam somewhere. Um, Timmy, tell me how many different places has enough liquidity or pools set in place right now for Juno and Adam? I'm looking right now, actually. What's the, let's see. So, actually, no, let's use. But I guess my point so is. like Yeah, just at a high level, and this is not even tracking some of the smaller DEXs, but on Osmosis, the Osmo pairing has a 2% depth of 14 grand. The Atom yeah. pairing has a 2% depth of 5 grand. The USD pairing on Kraken has a 2% depth of 1 grand. Yeah, so like, well, like, let's even say like you, you split them up, all this other stuff. Like you, you're still faced with fees, slippage, all this other stuff. Like, good luck, good luck right? Good luck. Um, but again, I, I guess my point to being uh, is I think the benefits far outpace any of the negative impact that any of the worst case scenarios uh, could have play out uh, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, what, it, what is, here's another thing, cause I'm not on my computer in the past year, this is going to be, I know this is like, Oh, well, let's be fair. I don't want to go a year because we were talking about a year being locked up for this and smart contract. Let's just say for six months, right? Cause that's still a long time crypto. How far down has the Juno price dipped in six months? Hell, how long, how far has it gone in three months? How far has it gone in one month? So you're talking about like, Oh, I'm getting less than, you know, uh, around 2% less in staking rewards. Uh, the price might dip if somebody tries to sell this on God awful knows liquidity everywhere and slippage everywhere. Like we could do nothing and just, keep facing double digit percent, uh, you know, downside movements on price action, or we could take a chance and see what happens. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just at like, just high level, like throwing out the pros and cons. I think it's worth it, man. To be honest with you. I think it's worth taking a risk. Yeah. Juno's all time low was 19 hours ago. So in that perspective, it's kind of like, try anything at this point oof, yeah oof. every freaking week we've found a new low right recently so like i don't know you guys want to keep waiting not necessarily me like you know perfect world sure i'm patient but like not necessarily because then you got to look at it as like when do validators start turning it off because once it becomes too much which is already too much for the vast majority of people running validators for juno and the rest of the cosmos ecosystem like that's the thing that matters most right like yeah. I guess I'll also add in this is actually in favor of the prop, but it's for people who are skeptical. This is going to sound negative and against it, I think. Um, one of my reservations at first and why I was really neutral in the beginning um, 
was that like inherently the things in the ride protocol or ride program are not going to instantly bring value to Juno. Like the essence of most of the pushback I've heard both in this, both in this space and in DMs uh, pushback I agree with is like, kind of like what Reese was saying earlier. So like AMP Juno is already a thing. There's only 17,000 worth of liquidity. Like people aren't like, how is this going to help suddenly creating four mil of LSD uh, liquidity uh, or two mil, I guess, however you want to think about it. Um, and, and, you know, Raccoon, uh, Ginkgo, all these things, like, they're cool, but it, you are totally right if you're skeptical about this because you're thinking, yeah, that's cool on paper, but, like, it's not like they're going to deploy and suddenly Juno's going to get a bunch of new users because everybody's suddenly like, oh, now there's easy LSD liquidity. Now there's Raccoon games to play. Now there's a lending and borrowing protocol. Like, you are correct in thinking that's not how it's going to work. And so I want to like acknowledge everyone who's feeling that way. But, but I, 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 I want to say, I want to say though, Timmy, you're, it's short minded thinking that way. You're, you're, you're looking for the opportunity. No, cost that was going to be is, why is this is, is actually because, something in favor of. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, what you're I was going to say gamify is, it with, especially with NFTs, that whole aspect of NFTs and stuff like that, you're looking uh, for the opportunity costs and like, yeah, I agree with everything. If you're just looking at it at that angle in the short term, uh, like, right. Like as much as I love all of these guys, so yeah, uh, they yeah, don't have you, a lot you of didn't, liquidity. You didn't let me finish my. Sorry, total, sorry, 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 sorry. No, my point was, if you are feeling that way, coming from someone who's in favor of this prop, me, I actually agree with you. I get that thinking. I had the same thought. But the point of my spiel here is what I've come around to is like, okay, that's not really the point of this prop. It's more of setting up a foundation, also aligning communities and making it so Juno's community will, it will instantly grow a bit. Maybe not by TVL or transactions, but simply by people who are already users of and fans of White Whale, Raccoon, Eris, Backbone, etc. So like that's a foundational first step. And then what you need to do, like Tank said, is think long term. You're right in thinking this is not going to suddenly change stuff overnight, but that's not really the point. Like I don't think Sen or Backbone or any any of these guys on the ride program would even like claim that to be that's not the expected outcome the expected outcome is the sooner we set up a foundation and start creating the kind of tools for there to be a thriving ecosystem on juno the better it, it's not and that goes into what i was saying earlier about also consider projects that will join the ride program in future it's not just the ones they have listed now it's a growing thing yeah go for it Sen. jump in and tank i <laughs> You cut me off, but also you were right on the money. We're totally on the same yeah, wavelength. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are, 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 no, no, you guys are quick to, to get really the essence of what this is, is about. And it takes a moment to you know, wrap your head around this. But let me give you a couple of examples. Um, Neutron, Archway, and Say, all very new and hot app chains. And what are they doing? They're, you know, the chain is running. It's producing blocks. You can send tokens left and right can stake, governance, it works. But they are starting from ground zero when it comes to applications. They're just starting to you know, give grants for, for DEXs. They pay enormous sums for dev teams to, to build this stuff. And then they want liquid staking, so they pay up. And they want you know, flash loans. And again, they hire people to do this, and it drags, and it drags, and it drags. 
And then after half a year, they will have the basic things on chain, DEX, flash loans, liquid staking, NFTs, and lending. But that's not unique. This is not 2020 anymore. That's the basic, like consider or think of it like you're building a house. These things, DEX, liquid staking, flash loan, NFTs, and lending, they are the, the bottom, the bottom foundation of stuff. And this is, you, you need this. If, you, if your chain doesn't have this, it's a shit chain. And nobody's going to use it. It's foundation. And then you can start building cool stuff on top. Some leverage protocols, some sophisticated games, derivatives, you know, DCA, P2P stuff. You can build a lot of cool stuff on top. And what the sale program really is, this is about, hey, we have all that infrastructure ready, all these basic DeFi and NFT primitives. Stop wasting your time in trying to recreate the same thing every time we launch a new chain. Just take what you know, the existing products, put them on your chain and make something unique. And, you know, we're, we're trying to bring all this basic infrastructure to Juno. So Juno can, and, and people, you know, can come to Juno and start building something that makes the chain truly unique. But if you want to build something truly unique, you need the infrastructure for this, like the DeFi and NFT infrastructure. And that's really one, one core idea of this whole proposal. You know, that the chains that we build on get, you know, the freedom and the infrastructure to build something unique and great. And I think Juno has that potential. If Juno had, you know, all this core infrastructure by, you know, by known and serious builders that have been doing this for a long time, the community can focus on something cool and something unique. So I guess one last final invitation if anyone who hasn't spoken wants to come up um happy to keep this going longer but seems like we're kind of simmering down here um people are going to vote the way they vote um but above all if if you've come away from this conversation with a strong feeling one way or the other remember the point tank made earlier uh at this moment in juno and most of cosmos these things are ultimately decided by validators. So if you have a strong opinion, DM whoever you validate with, or even just validators you know of in the community that are receptive to hearing community feedback and let them know. Um, I guess for, for the people on stage, send massive tank. Netta, any final comments or questions for each other or anything like that before we kind of start to officially spin down here? Uh, I, I think it's a great conversation. Um, is this on Commonwealth or is this uh, not that anybody uses Commonwealth? Yeah, it's on Commonwealth. Is this already? Yeah, I put it there. Is it okay? And it's also in our in, <laughs> uh, the, the second pin above, uh, pin tweet above, has a link to the Commonwealth. It's also in awesome. the White Whale Discord if you prefer that channel. Yeah, um, I, I just recommend everybody give it some thought. Go take a look at Commonwealth. Uh, reach out if you have questions. Like Timmy was saying to your validators to. White well and sin and everybody else as well. Like, you know, reach out, get some clarity. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yep. I think that's, that's about all there is to it. I think this has been a really productive convo. Um, yeah. So DMs for 
everyone involved here, uh, myself as uh, Interchain Info or Tendermint Timmy personally, Sencom, uh, JG, who was up here earlier on behalf of Backbone, Backbone, Eris, etc. Um, Neta and Massive, I'm sure as well, um, you know, if you want to pick their brains about stuff. Uh, I, sh- I think your guys' DMs are open. I shouldn't assume that. But um, yeah, please, like if you're someone who's maybe just shy about coming on stage, but you have more questions or points you want to make about this uh, in opposition or in favor of, uh, do that. Make your voice heard. DM one of us. Make a tweet. Um, chime in on Commonwealth. And then above all, when you feel like you have a good understanding, uh, talk to your validator or validators. Uh, yeah, Netta, go ahead. Um, yeah, I wanted to say thanks to everyone for for this conversation around uh, the the proposal. Um, I didn't hear anything that that changed my sort of philosophical concerns about embarking on this kind of venture. Um, but I but I have taken notes. Um, and just to kind of reiterate my concerns, um, I think that there is a there's an issue with liquid staking pr- protocols as they currently exist and sovereign power of of the governance of these chains. Um, so yeah, it you you liquid stake two million, there are fifty five million stakes. So there's a two percent loss in in staking rewards, and like maybe to some people that isn't a lot, um, but to other people it might be. The more concerning thing to me is that Juno's quorum is only 33%. Um, so what's really being given up is 2 to 10% of the governance power over the chain. Um, <clears throat> and we've, we've had proposals in Juno's history where those margins are decisive. Um, those, are, those are crucial. And so I feel it's unwise for community pool funds in particular to be used in a way that can distort governance by genuine stakers. Um, as I as I look through MinScan here, there are only three validators in Juno that have more than two million Juno staked, and there are something like eighty that have less than two hundred thousand Juno staked to them. Uh, so the chances of these two million Juno uh, being used to buy off validator votes um, may be low, but it isn't non-zero. And it's especially not non-zero as liquid staking protocols grow, um, which it sounds like the purpose of, of this liquidity infusion is to help help these protocols grow. Um, so the community needs to be aware of that risk whenever it, it makes these decisions. Um, and I, so for me personally, I don't think that it's the community pool's place to do that, just like I don't want my government picking and choosing commercial enterprises. Um, I don't want Juno Common Commonwealth's community pool doing so either. Um, you know, what, what what matters about this invisible hand of the market um, isn't isn't the hand that's tying together the disparate market participants, but but rather the fact that it's invisible. Um, so there's no position one can take over the economy where you can evaluate it and decide from above what should be done. Um, markets are governed, should be governed bottom up from their participants. Um, given that the community pool, you know, is no more a person than the U.S. government is a person, I don't think that it's the place of the community pool to be doing that. Um, also, the amount being asked for is one third of the Juno community pool, which just to me seems inappropriate on its face. Um, it's easier to expand than it is to contract. It's easier to sign contracts than it is to get out of them. And given that this proposal will provide revenue to particular validators, I wonder how likely it is that they would ever use 
uh, this amplified governance power to vote against, to, to revoke this contract once it's in place. Um, well, so finally, I think two quick things. One, so are you saying there's... Uh, t- How much do you know is in the community pool? You said that's a third? I believe there's 14 million. Okay, so, okay, interesting. Um, and then yeah, that sounds about right. The idea that I think was being floated here is not that it would require governance or anything like that to revoke this and pull it back. Rather, the multi-sig would be able to. That would be comprised of people like Reese, Tank, maybe Rama, you, myself, whoever, whoever the community feels is fitting for that, so that it could be acted on in a much swifter and more like acknowledging the problem you just put where putting something like that through governance would be hard but through a multi-sig would be easier but please continue i just wanted to clarify that point that's um yeah that that is very helpful for me actually thank you because this is the the last point i have is just on the proper scope of what community pools should be used for and i think we've seen juno used as a kind of venture capital firm as a grant making body um and and with these protocol and liquidity proposals, we're seeing it being asked to take on the role of market makers. Um, and and you know we we tried the venture capital and grant programs before twice. Once was specifically dedicated to the Terra Luna communities, and those didn't provide the returns that I think the community was expecting. Um, and so if you're if you're looking for those kinds of funding streams, I think that there exist venture capital firms, which may be more appropriate venues for that than the Juno community pool, which, again, this is just my opinion. I'm not I'm not saying that it should be or is or anything, but I, I think the emphasis should be more on public goods. Um, and so the, the this last point I want to make is that in terms of thinking about how community pools should be spent, the Juno Working Group has put up on Commonwealth a request for feedback on a charter. Um, which will essentially reorganize Juno's governance um, structure as it exists today. Uh, and, and the working group is proposing a, a limited trial period for one quarter or three months, um, during which we would we would actually restrict these kinds of activities while we build and establish healthier, more accountable governance systems and um, make sure that this new organization kind of works and, and makes sense. Um, and and I think that it would be great to for these conversations about we need to invest and manage risk to be happening through that charter structure so that the community can decide sort of on general terms, what investments are we interested in? What risks are we willing to face rather than having to make these decisions ad hoc every time a proposal comes up requesting funding? Um, because I think that this ad hoc approach is, it, it leads to a lot of conflict. Um, and if we if we sort of take our steps one after the other, and we 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 develop this healthier governance mechanism or governance organization, I should say, um, and then we establish the mechanisms by which we want to fund things or or um, invest or or make markets or whatever it is we're being asked to do, um, I, I think that that's okay. And I and I know that sometimes there's this sense of urgency, like we need to act now, but. Um, the reality is that the bear market is going to be here in three months, six months, probably in 12 months, we're still going to be going through this. So I think that there is still time for the Juno community to organize itself um, and to get acclimated to this kind of new organization that that the working group is developing um, and that we'll be in a better place then to, to evaluate and make decisions about these kinds of requests. Um, yeah. So, so my major concerns are that liquid staking uh, 
has this kind of impact on the sovereignty of chains, which is a little bit hidden or obscured. Um, and this isn't a comment on this particular proposal or these four projects or anything like that. Um, this is this is a general like ecosystem wide issue. Um, and so thinking thinking through these these processes and these policies that we can develop, I think will be better long term. It will make our partnerships with with projects like this um, more sustainable um, and and sort of happier for everyone involved in it. Um, so I. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how the conversation develops. I'm still kind of leaning on a note towards it, just because the working group has asked that we suspend these kinds of things for for the charter. Um, Can I, I ask I, what are these kinds of things? What have they asked exactly? Uh, for this protocol on liquidity, um, <clears throat> or for grants, or for any of these uh, investments essentially from the community pool into independent projects. Um, so, so suspending that until we have and agree that we have a better governance system, I think is key. So they basically ask for all, all spending of the CP to stop until. The community has the, I believe the community has the right to override that, of course, but, yeah, um, but... As, as a general idea yeah it would be better to okay. suspend that and to test trial this thing without introducing new variables um or, or new kind of um actions into the into the community pools um repertoire so yeah th that, that's all i'd say um okay yeah. i have, i have two things i, I want to jump in real quick tank because yeah. um i want to a echo something that you said in the beginning there not a doubt and b use it as like a learning moment for the entire room here. So we've been discussing this for two and a half hours now. Um, I'm tank and I, other people on stage, I don't want to use the term like blockchain experts. Cause that sounds conflated, but like we're in this stuff every day. This is, this is where our heads are at. And in these two and a half hours of talking, um, nobody called out something until now that Netta doubt did. And so the learning moment I want for everyone is like, no matter who's talking, no matter how smart they are, like always think about stuff yourself, think it through, think about all angles. And also don't assume that because someone's leaving something out, it's malicious. These are extremely complicated systems. What Netta called out that I'm a little ashamed I didn't like realize and, and mention earlier, or think about in this way, is that when we're looking at what percentage of staking, uh, sorry, governance this would provide, he pointed out that you should look at the quorum threshold because in a way that is, it's not the actual metric that matters. Total staking weight does as well, but that does make the number of like, oh, it only takes away X percent of staking power. That makes it more nuanced. So that is something just like, A, wanted to echo you said that because you, you mentioned it briefly and then instantly moved on where I was like, wait, that's a great point. We need to also consider quorum when thinking about how much staking control this is going to give or not give, but, you know, put into the system. Yeah, I, I want to I want to say and the reason why I was going to raise my hand is, you know, even though earlier I, I sounded very I, I just want to echo what basically you just said, because that's what I was going to say. Netta always has a very um, level headed and broader view of their overall impact. And I always appreciate their input. Obviously being on the working group, I just been a fly on the wall, but like any, just shout out to you guys, man. Any single time that you guys chime in, it's, it's such, um, you know, 
I, I just appreciate your guys' insights and your views on stuff. It's, it's everything you just said. Anybody that was listening to me earlier, like on the flip side, everything that I just said is very, very concerning and and, and real. Like you got to weigh those those things as well. And and a lot of those things I actually agree on. Um, you know, I'm on the working group. I should I should honestly. Uh, Gosh, I feel bad now, but like, so, no, okay, I, here's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm glad you, you call out like you're on the working group. I would like, I don't know if Reese would do this at maybe like a chain level or this is something Eris and Backbone could do, but not just because it's the issue Ned is bringing up, but I personally, this is actually how I would like to see it work. I think it makes sense for a number of reasons. Would it be possible to make it so that these liquid stake Juno, these in particular, not all, like if I myself go to Backbone or Eris and liquid stake, it'll still work the way it is. But for these ones, can they just not be, these tokens not be able to participate in governance? They just don't count. The only thing they do is accrue block. That's not possible because it's not because they are staked to validate in in theory isn't anything possible at a chain level like couldn't he do something where you make it so a blacklisted or whitelisted however you want to think about it number of addresses are allowed to stake but can't participate in governance and then you're just talking about risk here you don't want to open up that can of worms that's a fair point as well I would like some anyone up here's input on my just general thought of like, I just feel like this type of thing, protocol owned liquidity, governance just shouldn't be a part of. Like in general, like if if the purpose here is kickstarting DeFi and making it so it's there's deep liquidity for getting LSD assets and bringing that into the fold with a bunch of other stuff. Governance just shouldn't be part of that equation at all. And I get why it's kind of inherently linked and has to be. But in another sense, we're in Web3 developing brand new systems. Nothing has to be anything. We can think outside the box. So just anyone's general input on that. Like uh, from the beginning, I haven't been able to put a finger on it till Netta had his beautiful little uh, spiel there. But it's like, that's the one part of it that doesn't feel fitting. Like, A, I'm still slightly unclear on exactly who would have governance rights there. And I think it's a little different for Eris and Backbone. But just like no one should. They're, they're not tokens that's owned by anybody. At the end of the day, Tim, at the have. end of the day, the tokens are staked to validators. And the validators vote yeah. with the tokens. So, But they can be overwritten. They can be overwritten. Yeah. I don't yeah. think either protocols do this. I'm not quite sure, but I'm... I don't think either do this. What you can do with the protocols is decide who gets the gets the stake, and they have both very. Wait, okay, mechanisms. so that's very that's a very specific and important part of this. So let me clarify and make sure I understood that right. And then Netta also want you to chime in here and make sure you heard that. So with both the Eris and Backbone models. Nobody except the validators that those tokens get staked with actually have control over those tokens' voting power. I need to check in with both, but it's not like the multisig would, or they would, or the NFT collection in the bone case that's tied to it would. At the end of the day, there's always the validator who can vote, and I'm just seeing if. But what certainly not happens mm. is that either, you know, 
either protocol just takes, you know, has a function in their smart contract that has vote yes or vote no, and then just do their stuff. Oh, okay. See, I actually would assume. No, 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 no. Or maybe not that they'd have it, but that maybe the multi-sig that controls these no, borders. No, no, that no, no, some no. somewhere would have. Uh, Neto, were you also in that mindset, or am I just being dumb here? Is In fact, just in general, would it, what are your thoughts here? Because like Tank said, I, I always love when you weigh in, Neta. Um, I'm not sure exactly uh, the details of the liquid staking providers. I'm mostly familiar with Stride, and I know that they have a whitelisted quote unquote set of validators, which I think is just the top 10 validators that they stake to. Um, and that, yeah, I, I, I don't- Is your don't, work more an extension of sure, even if only the validators have the voting power, they can always be influenced or, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah, that is that is my concern. That, and, okay, um, gotcha. The, the fact that the validators can't be overridden by liquid staked tokens, they, their vote is final on those tokens, to me, seems problematic oh. and risky for a community pool fund. Got you, because I was assuming they could be overridden and that that was well, the token risk. Holder, so I said token completely holder can backwards. always override the validators. But is who's the token true? holder in this type of case? That that's where yeah, my smart comes contract. in. Is it the multi set? Smart contract holds the tokens. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So like technically for Eris and Backbone, as far as the chain sees it, the person staking those one million yeah, Juno each yeah. is a smart contract. And then the the protocols they, they both have two different mechanisms to distribute the, the stake between validators and the validators. Hopefully, vote. Is that a goodbye, Tank? Hey, no, I'm sorry. My kids are good. I, I was actually, I wasn't listening the past five minutes. I got to get going, guys. Uh, appreciate the conversation. Thank you very much for coming. Cool. Have a good one. Appreciate you joining. Later, guys. Okay, gotcha, son. Gotcha. Um, okay, so I had that a little bit backwards there, uh, but now I see what you're saying, Netta. I see. Okay. Hmm. I don't have any. I don't have any specific thoughts there. Slash need to just think more on it. But but thank you for clarifying that. That that makes more sense actually. That that seems like how it should work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of an odd place to end it. And again, we don't have to end it. But I don't have anything more specific there. If anyone has questions on what we just kind of haphazardly discussed, please feel free to chime in with them. But other than that, I guess closing call for final thoughts from you guys once again. Um, and if not, we'll we'll start spinning her down. I'd just like to say um, thank you to everybody who was here on stage to discuss this in, in great details. I'd also like to thank everybody tuning in. You know, that shows you guys care about what happens with Juno, what happens with Migalu and the broader interchain and your you know specific projects. That's fantastic. And I'd also like to thank um, you, Timmy, for hosting this space. I mean, it's almost three hours. That's a long time. So I really appreciate you taking your time off the day and doing this. And I'm looking very much forward to um, you know, have everybody you know, think about it, comment it, comment about it in the Commonwealth, comment about it in our Discord, write about it on Twitter, DM people. Um, let's have a discussion. Make sure that everybody, you know, get something out of this and it is uh, 
win-win situation and we can, you know, continue uniting the interchain and work towards, you know, something greater. Love it. You know, this is a total pipe dream because we have a million things in the work, but um, I personally would love to eventually be able to build something on interchain info that replaces Commonwealth and it's just much more streamlined, simple, and can just be the hub for a discussion that's like built from the ground up to easily integrate with discords, Twitter, Telegram, etc. Um, and, and spaces like this, like having this kind of pinned to, I don't know, something like that would be cool. But uh, echoing what Sen said, just get involved, make your voice heard on any of the channels um, or ask questions. If you're not sure what your voice is yet and you need more clarification, do that. Um, but appreciate everyone who took their time. Uh, Netta, some really insightful stuff at the end there. Uh, appreciate that as always. Uh, people who have stepped down, but were speaking earlier from JG to Tank to Massive. Appreciate you all. Um, and yeah, we will uh, catch you guys on another Spaces at some point in the future. We aren't doing anything scheduled right now at Interchain Info, um, but we are going to start doing more of these sort of just as they come on a case-by-case basis when there are proposals that we think are not obvious yes or no's, but have like just, uh, you know, they deserve genuine discussion about them. We want to kind of start hosting more of these. So stay tuned. Give us a follow during this space. We actually broke 2000 followers on this account. So appreciate um, a lot of people whose profile pictures I'm seeing now who helped us do that. Um, and appreciate you, Sen, for reaching out to me to host this discussion, since I think you've known for a while that we want to start kind of doing this sort of stuff. So. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Um, Check out the Commonwealth proposal for more information. Join the White Whale Discord. Feel free to DM anyone who's been on stage today for questions, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one, everybody. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first Come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here Looking faceless Trying to make a living Selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out The max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality. The teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Leats, tearing apart your community. All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, 
Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape him under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Terror spaces.